Welcome everybody back to the nudist colony, the no T, low T, put that P in my B. Hey, what's up? My name is Ross. My name is Brent. Yo, yo, this is the, <laughs> this is the new disc colony, the new metal discussion podcast. My, my name is Ross. <laughs> God damn it. We're caught in a tenant loop. Oh God. Is. The yep. Mobius, the <laughs> Mobius strip. Yes. Are you watching Loki? Uh, I have not yet. No, oh, no, I am. Brother, I haven't even cracked it. I have all of my devoted watching for all of October. We're recording on November first. So right. I don't watch anything yes. today, but everything in October, yeah. I chose specifically to watch horror movies or okay. like horror content. Okay. So that's all I've done, and I'm getting ready to wrap up all of my horror movie stuff on. Let's talk about stuff. Yeah. Uh, when I record this Sunday, but after that, yeah, I'm gonna jump into Loki. Man, you got good? some. You got some goodness ahead of you, bro. Yeah, okay. Like, like, really, really good. I've been looking forward to it. Yeah. I just, I've, I've been in the zone. For I, I think, I, I don't know if you would agree, but I think Loki is the best Marvel show ever. Hmm. I don't know. What's yours? Best Marvel show? Yeah. Hmm. Um, the Howard the Duck movie, I think. Hell it's got yeah. duck titties in it, you know? Well, you got me there. Well, you know? Loki says shit. <gasps> I know. I can't abide by that. I know. This today, this is a Christian podcast, and I will <laughs> not stand for it. Um, yeah, no, no. Loki, Loki is fan fucking tastic, bro. I I don't know. Like as far as favorite shows, I feel like either One Division or maybe like She Hulk for me. Okay. Because I don't know what it is, but see, I, I like Loki a lot. I just thought the last episode of the first season was a little bit like. An exposition dump. I, I understand why they did it. Yeah. But even still, it was just, I was having such a fun time with the first, like, what, five episodes or right. everything leading up to the last episode. Yeah. I thought the last episode was okay, but okay. It, it didn't kind of live up to the rest of it for me. But mm. wait till the season. Maybe you'll change your mind. Probably not. Okay. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and dig my heels in right now. I'm going to be okay. a uh, California. Uh, improv comedian uh, oh. podcaster and be like, no, it's terrible. Everything Marvel has Everything done has Marvel's been terrible. Bad. Yeah, it can't be good. Why won't they cast somebody like, I don't know, a, a doughy improv comedian who lives near one of the movie studios to be like, like if I was to do it, okay, then yeah. it'd be all, I'd be, be all for it, but I, 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 they won't cast me, so I'm I hate talking it. about something specific, but um, no, I mean, like, okay. who, who could that possibly be? That's, no one knows. No, no one knows. No one knows. Um, uh, I love it, and look, Jonathan Major stuff won't get into it, but I will say that goddamn, he's really good in the season. Is he? He's like a completely different character, um, but he's so much fun. He's so much fun. Um, but yeah. Who knows? Who knows if I'll be sticking around the MCU? Only time will tell. Mm -hmm. And also the state of California's district attorney. <laughs> Those Matt two things. Uh, no, the no. living tribunal. <laughs> the California DA. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, but uh, it, it, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, they yeah. go back to Oklahoma. What? Yeah. Wow. Smoke Oklahoma, as I like to call it. Go on back to Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. <laughs> Chickens lay eggs out of their Oklahomas. 
Oh, uh, fuck. You, you can't spell Oklahoma without Loki. You know? Hell it's no, all right man. there. Um, no, but uh, for people who don't know, we, we are from Oklahoma. I and mean, we, mm. we, we still are. We were, but we still are. Yeah. Also. Um, if you ever leave the state, you could say, I'm, I was originally from Oklahoma. Yeah, but now I'm right here. Exactly. Yeah. But soon I will be back there. Exactly, because like Arkansas, you just, you guys just keep whatever yeah. you have going on up here. And then we get back to Oklahoma, you can say, well, I'm from Colorado or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, suck it, people. <laughs> suck it, math. <laughs> so if math was that easy, I would be good at it. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, so this is the first time we are recording in person in goddamn near a month. Yeah, I think maybe over. Yeah. Uh, the last album we did was, uh, was yeah. it Slipknot? Self-titled? Maybe. Yeah. That was, so. it, was a, it was a dog's age. Yeah. October was a was a, was an odd month. I, I had some health issues. Uh, we couldn't get uh, schedules synced up. We, we, did, we did manage to get a few um, Zoom records out there, but no album reviews, which I know all of you nudie heads out there are itching for. <laughs> Uh, all the feedback you guys give us, <laughs> hint, hint. Um, uh, no, we, uh, so we're doing a we're doing an album review today and today only. Mm-hmm. This is the last one. <laughs> <laughs> last one. Sorry. What a way to end. Sorry, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, today we are going to be reviewing POD, the fundamental elements <coughs> of South Park, South mm-hmm. Town. Sorry, South Towns, fundamental elements of South Town. Yes. Um. Cali based rockers PO death. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we jump into all that, let's see. You got anything? Got anything rattling around up in that old skull of yours? Uh, as far as what? I don't know. <laughs> anything before uh, we talk about POD? Yeah, I mean, like, I guess we can uh, talk about Halloween briefly. Ooh, yes, because uh, that was yesterday, as Last of this, night. as of tonight when we're recording yeah. and uh yeah it was it was fun i dressed up for work and uh one coolest costume it was great it was you know Hell yeah not many people dressed up so you know kind of chipped away the competition there but otherwise it was still uh did still any, fun did any maxi people dress up no many people but any maxi people dress up well uh yes yeah one okay. maxi person one ma- okay maxi person yeah, yeah they of course when as a maxi pad i'm like that's <sighs> Think outside the box. It's guys. like it's like right there. You know what I'm saying? Like I know it's on like the nose. I get what you're doing. Yeah, but like try harder. You know, like it's like if I put a bunch of gel in my hair and wore um uh, an oversized long sleeve t shirt and was like I'm Ross from Friends, people would be like, ugh. Oh my god, too soon, too soon. Oh yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Gunther. <laughs> no. Uh, that is that is that is a bummer. Um, yeah, Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry. He's a mm-hmm. uh, he, he was a funny guy. He was a very funny guy. Yeah, had like, some demons for sure. Don't we all? Yeah. Well, I summoned all of them. So. Well, last night apparently. Yeah. To win that contest. Pazuzu was living in my guest room. <laughs> oh god, it's so annoying. Parked his car in my driveway. Oh, fuck. Yeah, Pazuzu Zuzu is just leaking <laughs> oil in my driveway. It fucking sucks, dude. I hate it. Uh, but 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 I heard that uh, Pazuzu's uh, Isuzu canoe um is looking pretty good. I well, saw it out in your yard. Yeah, it's up on blocks, which is the thing. I'm oh, like Pazuzu, no. dude, Padudu. You can't have a canoe new up on blocks, dude. No, he, no, come on. 
he just screams his name and runs off. I think he might be a Pokemon, actually. <laughs> I, I don't know if anyone's ever tried to capture him. <laughs> Gotta catch the no. Eldritch Horror. Possessor! <laughs> All right. Calm down. Get that snake dick away he from me. He did pea soup. It was super effective. <laughs> he fucked his own mother in hell. Pea soup soup. Oh, man. Did you see the uh, remake? Exorcist remake or uh, the sequel, I guess, whatever, whatever it is. I don't know. The sequel remake. Uh, yeah. Two Exorcist, Two Furious. Yeah. Uh, no, I've not seen that yet. Exorcist Drift. <laughs> Just sliding around corners effortlessly. No, I've not seen it. I think uh, it's still in theaters. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere yet, but have yeah, you I heard seen it's it? bad. I heard it's heard it's really bad. Oh yeah, I'm still curious. Mm, yeah. yeah, I like David Maybe. Gordon Green. Like eh, most of us. Stuff, I guess. Yeah. Well, I've seen okay. like three of his movies, probably, but yeah. two of them I really like, but it's yeah. not bad. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it. Um, scary movies. We talked about this already. I guess we yeah, did. Yeah, last guess week. I with, get, uh, did Dave. I watch any scary movies this week? I don't believe I did. Really. You had mentioned that you haven't watched The Shining yet this year. Have you done so? You know what? No. Didn't get it in. Fuck. I know. Shit. It's a bit of. Stop the record. Uh, maybe I'll watch it tonight. That'll count. Well, I don't want to sleep. <laughs> I fell asleep to Zodiac the other night. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> that's a great movie to fall asleep to. I saw it once a long time ago when it first came out on like DVD. It's like I don't get this. Like oh, I didn't, man. I didn't understand. Like I don't know. There's something, eh, something about like true crime stuff. I know it's. Like, I agree. I, I I'm not super big on the true crime stuff, but I I I am a big uh um big fan of the Finch man David Fincher, mm-hmm. uh the Finch we love the Finch man yeah um really excited about the killer really really pumped about that but oh yeah is that uh fucking uh Michael Fassbender yes hell yeah it is that huge cockson bitch yes he he's is. got a Pazuzu on him he locked and loaded mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah um he's uh he, he I fucking love him and I love. Uh, David Fincher, so I am super, super excited to go see it. Um, might try to go this weekend. We'll see. Uh, I haven't been oh, to the theaters in a already. Wow. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I believe so. I saw I saw some reviews, but they may may have been pre reviews, mm. pre com. Yeah. Um, so and I'll have to check on it. But uh, that that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna make a trip to the to the theaters for. Yeah. Haven't been since uh, what's the uh, end of the Spider Verse or across Spider Verse or around oh, the Spider Verse yeah. or mm-hmm. reach around the Spider Verse, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's names. <laughs> names these movies. Yeah. Um. But uh, so yeah, it's it's been a minute since I've been there. But uh, I, I I will make a trip for this. I don't very I don't go to the theaters very often. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I the closest one to me is AMC and it sucks. Like literally, <laughs> yeah. the past two times I've. Actually, it may be okay for sure. The past two times, maybe three times, I've been there's been an issue with a projector, um, and then one time there was another time there was an issue with the AC going out while we were in the theater, and it was like the middle of summer and it was roasting in there. That's right. Um, yeah. And so I'm just like, that's the closest theater to me. The other one is like quite a bit further from me, so I'm like, I might just have to start going to like driving across town to go watch a movie, but I guess mm. it's worth it. Yeah. Whatever. You ever go to the Circle Cinema in Tulsa? Uh, I, I've been several times. Yeah. 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 Uh, they they show a lot of uh, it's a it's an independent theater, um, and they show a lot of like they did a lot of Miyazaki films back in the or not that long ago, um, but uh, I know they did a special screening of Killers of the Flower Moon there, mm-hmm. and like a bunch of um, like Leonardo DiCaprio and such uh, showed up. Uh, a lot of actors from the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, weirdly enough, I just found out that. Um, a friend of mine 
his daughter was in Killers of the Flower Moon as an extra. Uh, he oh. couldn't. I guess he couldn't talk about it. There was like an NDA they had to sign. But as soon as the uh, the movie came out, he posted it on on Instagram. Hmm. And it's like his daughter. Like I've I've met his daughter. Or something. <laughs> so I've met a movie star basically. Uh, but she's she's in the uh, she's in the movie. Does she have uh, any dialogue? I don't I don't know. Oh, um, I didn't ask. But um, that's another one I need to go to see. But I I know it's like a three hour three and a half hour long movie. I'm mm. like oof. Here it's here it's kind of uh, uh, it's good, but it's kind of kind of draggy. So yeah, we'll see. But oh, uh, yeah, there's anything I hate, it's meandering. So you know, I yeah. I appreciate Scorsese as a filmmaker. Yeah, but come on, man. Like I, right. Yeah. yeah, I I I I get it. But like again, Dune was my favorite movie of the year, and that's like a three hour long movie. But I was enraptured the whole time. Is this the newest one? Yes. I haven't seen any Dune movies. Any doobies? Oh, brother, you are missing out. Well, I figure. It's once it all wraps so up, I haven't seen any of the Dunes. I haven't seen any of okay. the Avatars. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. I read all the Dune books a while back, oh um, so I, I'm, I'm I know I know where the story's going. So it's kind of that uh, anticipation of seeing like how he interprets that and oh. the way he interpreted the first movie. I'm like full confidence mm-hmm. in him being able to adapt the rest of it. So, uh, man clearly understands uh, uh, what the point of the story is, and it's a very mm-hmm. complex point, which is what I enjoy about it. It subverts the whole like white savior narrative, which mm-hmm. is you know an issue. Even back when uh, Frank Herbert wrote Dune, which was back in the I don't know, late sixties, early seventies, I want to say, um, he noticed it was an issue even within within literature. Uh, the white uh, white savior narrative, you know, where he this white man comes across the you know primitive people of some foreign land and is like the savior and you know rescues them all and everything. But the the, the movie basically takes that, but. Um, uh, this takes place like uh, uh, eight eight thousand years in the future. Hmm. Dune does, yeah. which is rare for a sci-fi movie because most sci-fi movies are like fifty, hundred, maybe two, three hundred years in the future. Right? Mm-hmm. This is eight thousand years in the future. Yeah. Um. So it, it's like completely under. It, it's it's unlike anything you've ever seen. Like and and, and the way they portray the future that far of a future uh, is just fascinating um and it feels real um and there's a a whole subversion of the especially with the first movie a lot of people were complaining they're like oh this is just another white savior movie because it's a white guy who goes to this planet and people see him as the messiah well you find out that it was actually planted by this like long-running religious sect they sprinkled these myths out to different planets uh, and have been doing it for thousands of years, so that it would make the 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 civilizations more more easier to control. Uh, so they would basically build in a like a Jesus into each of these like different planets that had grown their own cultures, hmm. and uh, so they invent these white saviors for these different planets and uh, Timothy Chalamet, uh, his, his character. Uh, uh, goes to the planet and, you know, is supposed to be this, like, white savior of this planet, and shit goes terribly wrong. <laughs> he becomes Willy Wonka. Terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. No. Much worse than that. Much, much worse. 
Uh, the the books span something like ten thousand years, hmm. um, so it goes down like his whole lineage and uh, the effects of uh, of these sorts of things over culture over long periods of time. Uh, it's fucking fascinating. Um, one of the best, if not the best, sci-fi book I've ever read. So that's my spiel on Dune. Anyways, let's talk about God. <laughs> let's talk about God, and uh, that's in the context of. P.O.D. stands for Payable on Death, and their third studio album, The Fundamental Elements of Southtown. So this is their third studio album overall, but their first major label release, yeah. and that's all we're really like focused on. You know, right. like yeah. we don't people can go back and listen to those other albums. We're not doing that, and nope. I barely survived this one to be upfront with you. Yep. So this album came out oh, on yeah. August twenty fourth, nineteen ninety nine, on Atlantic Records, and. Um, P.O.D. is a mm-hmm. Christian band, a Christian rock band, true. you know? And uh, they came out during the golden era of new metal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in the timeline, following Limp Biscuit's Significant Other, which is followed by the Slipknot self-titled album, yeah. to then listen to this, it's just like, wow. We really slammed the brakes on, mm-hmm. on reality here. But, you or know... fun. Look, I mean, they're... Trying to do their own thing. Yeah. I say trying. They they are doing their own thing. Yeah. So I, I guess you got to give it to them for that and being so successful at it. I mean, they still steal. They still tour. And yeah. uh, they I, and, I think they're still, like, successful and sell albums popular. and popular. Yeah. yeah, shockingly. Um, on, uh, on Spotify, they have 3.4 million monthly listeners, which is um, shocking. That's a lot for a band that came out. 20 plus years ago yeah um they've managed to stay relevant and what's weird is i don't really hear new music from them on the radio or or anything like even yeah a band like papa roach they still have singles that come out and get like mainstream terrestrial radio play really yeah and uh i hear them on uh sirius xm all the time and they're often found on uh like new metal um uh, playlists and stuff. Sure. So, yeah, I just POD. I feel like they kind of uh, disappeared a little bit more they, than they've uh, got 11.4 million monthly listeners. Papa Roach does. Yeah. Which, uh, they're, wow. They're huge. That, that's, that's insane. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I guess good on them. Um, I mean, they're not too far behind Lint Biscuit with uh, 13.5 million. Yeah, um, I'm telling you, they're, they're kind of I would consider them the, the king. But hey, you know what? What, what are we gonna do? Corn's um, got ten point three. So, mm-hmm. wow. I know. I think you've looked that up before. I know we're both shocked at how low, relatively, yeah, Corn was. That Papa it, Roach has more monthly listeners than Corn does. Mm-hmm. That's wild. I but mean, that just goes to show you how out of touch I am with everything. Well, I think that maybe corn listeners are also like old heads. Yeah. And they're just like buying the actual album instead of streaming as often. Yeah. Maybe, and then also yeah. like there are so many fucking corn albums. So fucking many. True. That I don't know, maybe that kind of chips away yeah. at it a little bit. Well, man, look, uh Timothy Oliphant in the room. Um POD does have a built-in listener base that's mm-hmm. going to be there for their music, to, to buy their merch and buy their albums and stream their music. Yeah. Um, 
for people who may not be as um, tuned in to this weird thing, but Christian rock music, or I, I assume Christian music in general, has a built-in audience of people who will listen just because it is Christian. Um, I shamefully was at one point in my life in a Christian punk band. Oh, but that was just like the a band that was in town. That was just like what was around that's available to you. Right. That's what a few of my friends were playing and I wanted to play music and they were the yeah. only ones. Yeah. So I, I was not, you weren't writing the lyrics to any of that stuff, you know? Trust me, I was not. I think our, our, our uh, dearly departed friend Preston uh, was, he was briefly, briefly in, a, in there as well. Yeah, yes. but it wasn't anything that he was like. He hated it. Yeah, he wasn't into religion at all. No. So. And, and, and so, so even for like Christian punk, you would play a show and you would have 30, 40, 50 people even though you have no reach, mm-hmm. but it was just like, Hey, there's a Christian punk show tonight. Who's playing? I don't know. Well, let's go. Like mm-hmm. you don't hear like, Hey, there's a rock and roll show down the road at a bar. Do you want to go? You'd be like, fuck no, they probably suck. Yeah. But with Christian rock, it's like kids who are younger, who maybe are, have like a little bit of a, a rebellious streak or who feel a little bit different. Um, it's an easy sell for the parents to be like, I'm going to a concert tonight. Parents are like, no, 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 no. And the kid's like, ah, 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 ah. But it's at a church. And the parent's like, okay, you know, and they let them go. Um, and their, so their parent is a little John. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, so, no, they truly do have like this weird built in audience that it's a, it's a, if it's a Christian rock show, it's like you're going to have a lot of people showing up. Yeah. And they'll buy your merch. It's like a really easy. Uh, it's an easy genre to break into. Anybody with like half a lick of talent can strike it big in the Christian music world, truly. Maybe not country because I feel like Christian and country just kind of go hand in hand. So like mm-hmm. they're all Christians. But um, for rock specifically or like rap, hip hop, um, th- th- there's this uh, hip hop artist called Lecrae, which I did mm. see has uh, featured on one of the POD albums. I'm not sure. Or, or actually, you know what? I take that back. Sonny was a guest vocalist on Lecrae's uh, album. Do you know who Lecrae is? I feel like I've heard that name before. So he's a, he's a Christian rapper. Um, and I, truth be told, I'm, I'm a bit of a hip-hop fan, and I do consider myself at least somewhat versed in what makes good MCs. You're willing to go on record with this? I'm willing to go on record All right. Let the record show? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, no, uh, he, he's actually not a terrible lyricist. Uh, yeah, this guy, Lecrae. Yeah. um, he's not a terrible lyricist. Uh, it's all Christian based and, you know, so, you know, he'll throw in like some, so, some, some lines that are like, you know, kind of eye rolling or whatever part for the course. But, um, guy actually can, can rap pretty decently. Uh, I'll give him that. Um, but, uh, I, I when I, when I I mentioned before I worked at a worked at a music venue Lecrae played and I was mm-hmm. like Christian rapper what is that gonna look like there's not gonna be anybody here for this mm-hmm. like pff, no she was like sold out wow tons of people mm-hmm. like I was I was absolutely floored that that many people mm-hmm. showed up and so so it just goes to show that like you know you you slap that Christian moniker on your on your brand. 
you have a built-in audience. And mm-hmm. I think, I think you know, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are not Christian that are big fans of POD. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, you have to give a little bit of leeway here, you know, and, and just understand that, you know, I, here's the thing. I, I do genuinely believe that they are a Christian because I did try to find some dirt on them. And, like, the <laughs> most I could find You, like, was, paid a guy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I guess Sonny says fuck on one of the later albums, and that was, like, a big controversy. Oh, my God. And he was like, look, you know, like, Jesus didn't just talk to other religious people. He went, you know, and spoke with people who were sinners and, you know, prostitutes and, like... Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't consider that necessarily, uh, you know, rescinding my Christianity or anything like that, but I'm, I'm more trying to talk to, uh, people who are outside of just the the thing, which I'm not a Christian, but like, I, I have respect for the guy because he seems, he seems legitimate about it in the, in the Christian, like punk world that I was briefly a part of, mm-hmm. there were tons of people that. You know, and I, when I say like they were like popular, I mean within like the local Tulsa area Christian sure. punk community. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Not a not not a, not a uh, headliner a, of any sort. Yeah, yeah. No one anyone's ever heard of. But uh, like around here, they were like pretty big, and they they could draw pull shows, and then you know you'd go party with them afterwards, and they'd be drinking and smoking and you know having sex with girls, and you you know you kind of go, well, all right. Yeah. Like. I guess you can still believe in God and do all of those things, not necessarily mutually exclusive, but when you're mm-hmm. getting up there and like kind of doing the preachy thing and then you, a couple hours later are mm-hmm. getting, getting top from a, <laughs> from a girl who's got a, like a, 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 a promise ring on or whatever. It's kind of, you mm-hmm. know, anyways. Well, um, look, it, it takes all kinds. Like I'm an atheist and yeah. I, you know, I, I've taken a vow of celibacy, you know, <laughs> I'm just like, it, better to be safe than sorry. Well, in celibacy. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, I, I, I just, what if, you know? So no nut November is my entire life, and I'm just saving it up. You know, I'm just saving it up for one final, yeah. one final squirt upon death. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody tries to resuscitate me, and you know that scene in The Thing where the guy, like, does chest compressions and yeah. then just like falls through and it like chomps his arms off. Right, right, It's going right. to be like that, but a doctor's going to like be doing like uh, the, <laughs> the pressing on my chest to get my heart going again. And I'm just going to like nut all over the room. It's going to be like that scene in uh, Scary Movie 2 where the, the room is just covered in spunk. <laughs> all your little sperms are going to be like ghosts <laughs> flying up. I just looked it up. Uh, Lecrae has 2.8 million monthly listeners. I mean, it's pretty solid. For someone you've never heard of him, I'm assuming. Exactly. There was uh, a time, I, I think it was like somewhere in 2020, where I was going through, um, I think it was like iTunes at the time. I was going through there just to see what the new album releases were. And I came across this one. I was like, oh, this album cover looks weird. So I tapped on it to see what genre it was and it said rap. And I was like, looking through it and I like played part of the first track I was like oh this guy can like it's like pretty good rapper well he sounds like a white guy but he's like pretty good and I was like who is this NF guy and I was like oh okay he's like a Christian rapper Nathan Fielder <laughs> yeah <I> was, <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was rapping from Canada just <laughs> monotone as fuck but he made some compelling arguments and I bought into his shit yogurt shop I graduated college mm-hmm. with some very good grades <laughs> 
It's like a B minus. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, holy shit! But it uh, was NF. Uh, NF, yes. And I was like, I saw that, so I stopped listening to it because I was like, I don't know, I don't want to. I I just felt weird about it if yeah. it was going to be some like stuff I don't right agree with, you know, if it's like anti like trans or LGBTQ or sure. anything like that. But no, like I looked into it. He seems like. He's just like a rapper who happens to be Christian and a lot of his, not a lot of it, but some of his songs are based on that teaching or whatever. But it also seems like as an atheist trying to give credit to Christians, I do know some good Christians who are solely focused on the acceptance and love aspect of it. Yes. And I feel like that's what that guy was focused on. I haven't really like gone back to listen to his other stuff and, I, I really didn't do that much of a deep dive on it, so maybe I missed some like egregious yeah. thing in his past. Do you wonder what the NF stands for? Uh, I can't say it on air, um, but both of them are derogatory terms. <laughs> you know the ones. <laughs> Not funny. Is I want to say it. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Let's just say the letter G comes up way too much. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. As soon as you said that, it, the words like I know. neon sign in my eyeballs. Uh, no, I think it might just stand for his, his actual like name or something like that. Nathan but, Fillion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a Canadian and you got NF in your name, <laughs> you might be a good dude. Non-fungible. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, that 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 kind of uh, dovetails a little bit into today's mm-hmm. um, album. Um, just overall mm-hmm. kind of impression on this. Yeah. Um, what what is your like overall on this? So, I'll I'll. I, Okay, let me get into a little bit of backstory I had with this because okay. I used to own this album. Okay, and it was primarily off the single "Rock the Party" parentheses off the hook close parentheses. You yeah. gotta close the parentheses. Sure. You let flies in. So I like that song. It has a DJ in it. It's like upbeat and like fun, yeah. and it's just about like it's a party song. Who doesn't fucking love a party song? It's a you good know. Song. It's fucking good. Yeah. And so I bought the CD. Like, Southtown had already come out at that point. I was like, mm. eh, not really my speed. Yeah. But this one I liked. So, and I think I remember, like, I knew ahead of time that it was a, a Christian band, but I was like, eh, fuck it, you know? I don't, I don't really care. Right. So I bought it at, like, a, a UCD shop, and I listened to it maybe half a time through <laughs> i didn't make it very far in this album matter of fact when i was going back to re-listen to it for this recording yeah or leading up to this recording i was like uh i know the two singles and i know the like check and level song and then there's one song toward the end i don't remember which one at this point but i was like i think i just like skipped most of these songs so a lot yeah. of this was like listening to it for the first time okay. but uh, you know, there's some musical interludes throughout this. Yeah. And it's like, mm. it's okay. Like, it doesn't really move the needle for me, sure. honestly. Uh, like I said, I don't care for meandering. I feel like this album does a lot of that. Mm-hmm. This album is not respectful of anyone's time. No. And I, uh, 
It it was kind of rough to listen to. It was, it was hard to like the day after we recorded the Slipknot album. Mm-hmm. I listened to this album for the first time, mm-hmm. or re-listened to it for the first time, because I just wanted to jump in, get my feet wet, see what I had in store, and I was like, "Yikes! Yeah. I'm ready to get this one off the books." And then we ended up like pushing the recording back right. several times, which is fine, but that didn't encourage me to like listen more. It was just like, "Oh, yeah. I'll get around to this later." So much so that I listen to this again after work on the way home essentially and some after i got home but yeah 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 i i what about you i it's somewhat of a similar i, I never owned this as, as as a as a child um uh i i was pretty burned out by the whole christian thing um yeah. i i i felt like it was all a front mm-hmm. you know and it was just sort of like i hear i hear they're 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 a christian new metal band and i'm like me Mm-hmm. And I do remember Southtown thinking like that's fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Rock the Party, I was like, hey, not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, never bought the album. Yeah. Um, but you know, but they, I'd see him on, see him on MTV, hear him on the radio, you know, and, and, and nothing that ever came out by them apart from uh, Rock the Party really stuck out to me as anything that I'd be interested in. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't hate it, but it was just like oh, okay. Yeah, this is, this is this is whatever. So so similar to you, mm-hmm. um, I did listen to this immediately after our last record, and I was like, oh boy, uh, <laughs> may have just not been in the mood for it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I will say, like over the past week, I've listened to it more and more, and slowly, I it, there's like bits and pieces that start standing out to me, and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, okay, I, I like this, I yeah. like this, I like this. Uh, one thing I never found that I liked were his lyrics. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, he he is the the epitome of uh, lyrical miracle, spiritual. You know that that type of rap, that type of um, like backpacker, late '90s, early 2000s, um, woke rap. And I'm I'm using woke as not as everybody uses it now, but mm. but woke in its original term was uh primarily uh from the african-american community uh woke was someone who was you know uh aware of societal issues Mm -hmm. was a lot of people just didn't care mostly because you know hey like you're living in poverty um and a large uh, percentage of african-americans in this country do live in poverty they got more important shit to worry about Mm -hmm. right than you know uh learning about you know reagan flooding uh the inner cities with crack cocaine to fund the you know, iran contra anyways uh so 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 you would hit you would have these rappers that would be rapping about you know stuff on the streets and i'm, I'm trying not to sound like the most cliche white guy but, but rapping <laughs> about you know like street life versus the guys who were you know sort of your most defs um uh guys like that who 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 were trying to present a more conscious rap, conscious rap mm-hmm. um uh and listening to this and, and reading along his lyrics, I'm just like, Oh, this is, this is like some of the worst of it. Um, uh, where it's just like, it's, it's the conscious lyrical Like he, it sounds profound, <laughs> but like only on the most surface level. Cause when you like read the lyric and think about it, you're like, well, this is fucking nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's just like rhyming words that are big yeah, and that sound important. But for Christian, like rap rock, that might be, 
Oh, they might, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's huge yeah. for them. The MF Doom of a Christian. <laughs> Uh, but, but but yeah, it, it, it but the the more I listened to it, the more the music stood out to me, and I was like, oh, these guys are actually really talented musicians. Okay, that was one thing I wanted to discuss with you as we're going through the album here, because I kind of couldn't tell uh, a little bit. It, it, it's yeah, the, the the bassist the the bassist specifically, and I'll point to a couple a uh, couple issue or a couple uh. uh, uh Sections of songs. I was was pretty surprised by Okay. Well, let's go through the personnel. So P.O.D. is Sonny Sandoval on vocals, Marcos Curiel on lead guitar, Trey Daniels on bass. And he spells Trey T-R-A-A, which I'm like, I like this, you know? Tra! (laughs) It sounds like a Tales to Astonish (laughs) monster that Kirby wrote back in the (laughs) season. The Terror of Tra! Tra slapping the bass. <laughs> uh, and then Wav Bernardo. And uh, I guess Wav is his actual like real name. I thought it was like a cutesy way of yeah. spelling like love. But right. it was like, I don't know. But uh, he does drums and rhythm guitar. I hear that he's hmm. like one of the principal songwriters of the band. And yeah. I guess he's Sonny's cousin or something like that. Yeah, it's some kind of relationship. I yeah. think they're related to John Otto and Sam Rivers, if I remember correctly <laughs> in my yeah. uh, new metal history. Um, additional musicians on this is Lisa Papineau, who does background vocals on a couple of Papa songs. No. Papa no. Papa John Papa no. Uh, DJ Circa yeah. on turntables, who is on more tracks than I remembered from back in the day. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's on, yeah, like a, like eh, maybe like a quarter of Doesn't the Doesn't have his own there. Wikipedia page, so... No, he doesn't. Which is a shame, because I thought he does some like decent stuff. It's not anything that's like yeah, pretty good, super rad, but it it fits. He's like a, a Joe Hahn from Lincoln Park. Yeah, just solid scratching. And then Santos on percussion, Howard Benson on keyboards, and he's also the producer of the album. Now, Howard Benson, a producer or producer? Pre-ducer. Mm. Before deucing. Pre-ducer. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, <laughs> no, producer. I always bust out of National <laughs> Geographic when I produce. That's when you're just warming up the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> you come back later for the deuce, the actual deuce. God help anyone who has to clean up that post deuce stuff. Oh my god, no thank you. Uh, Howard Benson uh, produced the album, and he produced a lot of other albums that were like Middling. well, uh, like <laughs> he did a couple Motorhead albums. Yeah, Motorhead. He did some Body Count. Sepultura, Zebrahead, Edema, yes, Huba Stank, My Chemical Romance, Papa Roach, Kelly Clarkson, Three Days Grace. So he's got like a solid. Just keeps getting better roster. and better as you get on the list. <laughs> hey, Kelly Clarkson's like pretty decent for a, like a pop artist. Okay. I haven't. I don't know. Any Kelly oh my Clarkson. God. Jesus Christ. Jesus it's Christ. Something. This is a pop podcast now. I think you mean Jehovah. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Z. Um, so yeah, the, uh, this album was recorded in three separate studios in California, Calabasas, uh, no, wait, 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 hold up. The Gallery in Sherman Oaks, Sparky Dark in Calabasas, and then Mates in North Hollywood. And, uh, yeah, this album, like we talked about, it's their third overall album. Mm -hmm. First two albums were released, like, kind of self-released in a way. The, uh, one of them has a father who started a record label for them. Mm Mm-hmm. And they released their first two albums on that. Must be fucking nice, yeah. Oh my god. Nepo. You know, it's the 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 father, the son, and the nepo baby. (laughs) 
<laughs> so uh, they released those first two albums, and then eventually this got a major label release. So I guess congratulations, you pulled off the the hat trick here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's not a ton of information no, on this really album, not. which was surprising to me. Truly. Because not only is this like a fairly popular album amongst new metal people, yeah. but amongst Christian rap rock, I would right. have thought for sure yeah, Th- this album's over twenty years old. Surely there's like a Wikipedia like page. Just... Never mind or something. Yes, yeah. of course. It's got a naked fucking Jesus on the cover. <laughs> Jesus is packing. Let me just say. Hey, look, I didn't call him. Mm, what do they call him? What do they call Jesus? Uh, the son of the lamb. Yeah. Um. Do lambs have big dick? Hold on. Siri, do lambs have big dicks? <laughs> okay. We'll just pretend they do. Wow. Fascinating. Continue. I think they stapled Jesus to his own dick. <laughs> uh, I, I think you were aiming for crucifix. <laughs> I said nail his feet to the cross. <laughs> or for a deed. Why are they British? I don't know. Everyone was back then. It's so crazy. <laughs> History is crazy. It's so wild. Uh, but yeah, this this album, all I could find as far as numbers was a line on the Wikipedia page that this became the album, I'm sorry, the band's first platinum selling album. I don't know if that's multi-platinum or literally just one million units in the United States. I don't know if that's like platinum in Zimbabwe. I don't know where they became yeah. platinum. I would assume it's in the States since they're from California, but you know. We'll say so. Yeah. Uh, album produced two singles, Southtown and Rock the Party, parentheses, off the hook, close parentheses, because we're not... Yeah. We're not monsters. We're not leaving the barn door open like fucking Mary. No. I heard... Burn I guess I'll Chicago, you bitch. <laughs> Mary's known for two things. Birthing the Lord <laughs> and burning down Chicago. Chi-Town never <laughs> recovered from her savagery. Kanye's still pissed off about it. Uh, Barack's <laughs> giving her a chance. Um, <laughs> Jay Leno's like, now, uh, how do you feel about the burning down Chicago? Because he asked him about his dead mother. <laughs> Wait, what? Did you know that? That was a long road to get there, and it didn't make much sense. I'm not sure it was I worth it. all about that. Yeah, Jay Leno mm-hmm. asked Kanye if his dead mother would have approved of him oh, going up and... Saying Beyonce had the best album of all time, whatever. <laughs> Very cool, mm-hmm. Jay Leno. Very yeah. cool. He's something. I hate Jay Leno. <laughs> Never forget what you did to, Con- for, to Conan <laughs> or Kanye. Either way, you yeah. know. Um, Both so equally good in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> They practically look the same. Okay, I mean, who's to say anymore? With that weird, well. like, white person mask that Kanye's walking around with. It, it might be a Conan. You, you don't know. know. You never know. never know. Um, yeah, so uh, two singles, whatever the case. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Yeah. I saw this, uh, this meme recently mm-hmm. where somebody said, if Jesus is also known as a lamb, like you just said moments yeah. ago, right? Mm-hmm. And then... His mother's name is Mary. Mary had a little lamb. I was like, wow. Wow. Are they trying to indoctrinate us through nursery rhymes and shit? Yeah, literally, yes. 
Like, unironically, that's not a joke. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe Corn was onto something, you know? Head sure was. Yeah. Brian Head Welch is grape juice. <laughs> Blood of the lamb. <laughs> I think this part of the show is just for us. So, um, <laughs> tell you what, let's go ahead and uh, we talk about like the album title and cover art and all that shit as uh, we're listening to the album because sure. this... This, this is, is a, a, a this is a long track, so you want to go ahead and fire up the uh, yeah. the first track here. This this album has so many fucking tracks, sixteen total, and a uh, an overall running time of uh, a lot of time. Yeah, I thought I had that a, plugged in there. It's like an hour something, I think. Yes, uh, <laughs> over an hour it doesn't like need to track, be. Track so there's like some dead air in there. Yeah, we'll start with greetings. Greetings. Interesting way to start an album, I suppose. If you're into such a thing. But, like, the first stuff we hear is a guitar with some, like, scratching. And when I first bought this, I was like, oh, they got, like, DJ shit on a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And it's like, like I said, it's about a quarter. And I was like, eh, this album could have used some more. To me. Yeah. It's weird, too, because it wasn't like you were, like, slowly potting up the music. It's just the album starts with, like, a slow, progressively louder intro, yeah. but it's just this, you know? Right. <clears throat> and, of course, there's a lot of references to Jaw. Not the first. Burner. Not the last. <sighs> I wish he was talking about Jaw Rule. <laughs> and our brother Jaw, who is actively working on Fire Festival 2. <laughs> he has the baloney. He's taking the red ring off of it. He is recycling it. White trust fund babies are falling into the ocean like lemmings. <laughs> do you remember that computer game Lemmings? Fuck yeah, I that do. That game fucking ruled. It was on Super Nintendo too. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. It was. Damn. Well, Sorry about lemmings or not? There was there was that one. Yep, 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 yep. Next up, we've got Hollywood. Okay, so this is this is one where I, I wanted to give an example. Uh, uh, the bass being very good. Uh, ooh, spam risk is calling. No, thank you. Yeah, I like that that growling bass. Yeah. And he gives he he, he gives these little quick little uh, funk fills. Little uh, slap fills in there that, that I really, really enjoy. Would you consider POD or this album to be like a funk influenced album overall? Because I feel, I, I hear what you're saying on this track, but yeah. there are later songs where it's like they kind of like quasi dabble in reggae, but I don't feel like the funk element is there enough. That's one of the missing elements of Southtown. Uh, and uh, I was like, I, I, I don't know, something about it that didn't work for me. Like, I like 311. I know, you know, our our uh, uh, sister podcast, The Roach Coach, they don't really care for 311. I do. Yeah. I like some of those older albums. Same. But I feel like they do funk and, like, reggae better. And it's like four white guys and a brown. Oh, 311? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, they're great funk musicians yeah. for sure. Peanut, goddamn. Beat that thing! One of the best bassists of all time. Yeah. Uh, I'll say it. I'll say it again. 
penis bone was the best bases of all time. God damn. Say it again faster. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but they, they, like, yeah, I do think there is a lot of funk, um, funk influence on this album. Um, but I wouldn't call it like a incubus level funk. Oh science, my god! Specifically, yeah. yeah. Uh, they definitely do do lean on the metal, uh, the metal a lot heavier in this. So, but I, I do think mm. it's it, it is quintessentially new metal. I mean, it, it does. It's not old metal. It's not. It's not questionable. Where we we've had some albums where we're like, does this really count as new metal? Yeah. So like the Power Man Five Thousands or something, where it's like orgy, you know, you're uh, like, well, this biohazard. More, real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where I think this is like quintessentially new metal. Uh, like, this is like you know, right there along with like Limp Biz. I'm not saying that they're at the same like, talent level or anything, but like as far as the sound of new metal, if you were trying to introduce the genre to someone who'd never heard of it, I think you could play a couple songs off of this and be like, yeah, this is like essential new metal. I, th- I think especially a-, a few songs, maybe not this one so much, but yeah. as we get into this, there's one or two that I'm like, I'd put this up there with some of the most like recognizable and good new metal songs. Okay. Even though overall I'm not a huge fan of the album, I'm not not a fan. I'm very middling on this because I really do think the music is fucking phenomenal in some parts. Okay. I just do not like his voice. <laughs> I don't like his voice and I don't like his lyrics. Uh, but he's just very corny. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, kind of goes with the territory. You know what it reminds me of is... Oh, I think that crackling is just like part of the song. Oh, is that? Okay. I, I thought like... so. <laughs> um, so, we used to, like a long time ago, early uh, 2000s, you and I and our friend Adam played in a band with uh, a, a guy who was into, like, rap rock. Uh-huh. And I'll just say the name Mike. Okay. And you know who I'm talking about. And he was uh, very much this type of fella, you know. But, yes. like, still not as good of a lyricist. <laughs> like, Sonny Sandoval is, like, god tier compared to this other guy, right? But yes. Yes. Uh, he's he had that, like, energy of this. Like, oh, he had, for he, sure. He had, like... Uh, I felt like he was, it was like almost forced bravado is what this guy had. And that's what I associate Sonny's vocals with, even though they're technically different things. Yeah. I just like merged them together in my head in a way. Right. And uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm coming up with, I, I, with that I, side of it. I definitely know exactly where you're <laughs> Yeah. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I just found that, like... Especially that this song was like, Welcome to Hollywood with your fast cars and your women. It's going to change you, man. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. No fucking shit. Like, everybody, every movie, every goddamn TV show, yeah. somebody from a small town goes to, goes to uh, Hollywood and it ruins them because of the excessive lifestyle. Like, yeah, we fucking know, bro. Yeah, I know. I just I just find it so, just so fucking reductive and... When I was going back and re-listening to this album, um, I got to this song. This is only the second track, and I was like, "Wow, we're here already. We're this is like we're at this level of corniness." And I'm not even like a lyrics person, but I was trying to pay attention to the chorus at least. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, is like Hollywood is literal." We're now on track three, Southton. Yeah, Southton Abbey. 
and this is this is more of like this is I think where you're really starting and we, we we've kind of covered some bands that have, have touched on this but this is where we're getting into like the way I feel like mm-hmm. that kind of music like there are and and this is back to our friend Mike from mm-hmm. our old band yeah I think one of the 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 biggest um, red flags for me for a lyricist is the line the way I feel oh god that came up so often like anytime I hear a band it's just the way I feel the way I feel inside like I'm just like out mm-hmm. yeah um, and, and he does that a lot on this album yeah um, I, I just I, I I can't do it man I, I, I can't do it just the, the, the way I feel like okay here here let me let me let me read the first verse Welcome to hard times, back again like it's never been for the first time. It seems to mess with my head, so when I realize what it takes, can I relate with whatever, but never will it drive me to hate. Could be the next guy that you take before I wake. Now lay me down to sleep, eyes tight when I pray. Here's a real life, circumstances make you think. Should I be counting my blessings? The next second, my eyes blink. It's just, it's so goddamn surface and like Babby's first lyric Babby's first uh 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 what's the word I'm looking for uh uh angst lyric yeah like hey did you guys know the world's fucked up actually (laughs) did you guys know that the world's like a messed up place but like filtered through a Christian lens therefore you you don't go as hard as one could you know you're right. not going to use harsh language, and you're going to kind of – you have to bring it back to – like he's got the line about closing his eyes before he prays. Like it's got to dovetail back into yeah. that mythology. Yeah. But all that said, what do you think about Southtown overall as a song? Like the – it's so repetitive. It's very repetitive. That's a lot of these songs. So, one of the biggest issues with this song is just so they repeat the the chorus and bridge over and over and over and over and over again. I'm just like, uh, yeah, we fucking get it, bro. South Town kids on play. They're not permitted. No, I don't they're not permitted. Um, yeah, what, what, how, how do you feel about Southtown? It's just okay. It's like yeah. when uh, Disturbed first released their first album mm-hmm. and Stupefy came out. I was like, oh, that's all right. I really didn't. It was kind of like middling to me. Sure. And then the subsequent single, which I think was like Voices or whatever, was like, oh, okay, I like this song. Um, but this song doesn't really like do much for me. And this, yeah. I don't like this vocal approach he has here. Not bad, but yeah. I mean, it's, it seems like it sounds like he's really straining his vocal cords. Yes, it sounds like it's like right in the back of his throat. <laughs> like he's he's gonna fuck up his voice. Doing yeah. That. I need love. <laughs> yeah, and then we uh, we go back into this fucking shit. Well, uh, as it's like this... a nursery rhyme that's just like <laughs> so fucking repetitive. Yeah. After this song wraps up, pause it real quick. Because okay. I, uh, I want to ask about the, I want to ask about the first song. Me. So 
going back to greeting, I know we're well past that at this point, but what do you think about that as an opening, an album opener? It's fine. I don't, I don't care for it. I really don't like, yeah, it's so slow. It doesn't get me excited for this album at all. No, no, it doesn't get me excited for it, but it's like, it, it like, it's like a, it's like a fancy first page of a book. Like that's like, like all like, you know, it's like, okay, well, it's fine. I'm not <laughs> pumped about it, but you know, it's, it's an, it's like a preface or it's whatever. A, yeah. It's like they, 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 they were like, well, let's kind of put something at the beginning that introduces. So like, it's not just some like random song that they threw up there that doesn't make sense. It's like, it kind of makes sense. I don't like it, but like to make sense as like a sequence in the album. <laughs> <laughs> High praise. It makes sense as a sequence <laughs> in the album. Uh yeah, I mean this album is an hour long, like you said. And yeah. I've posited this theory before where I feel like some bands have a record contract that states your album has to be minimum X number of songs or mm. X number of minutes long or whatever. And there's so much of this album where I'm like Jesus Christ, this has to be filler. Like the opening track, it's like barely anything. You yeah. know, like I, I, part of me kind of appreciates the welcome to our album type sure. of approach. That, that, that's what I was getting at. But I would have rather have had like some type of, I don't know, something to like get the blood flowing a little bit, you know? That would have been better. Yes, for sure. But it was like, well, we need another like musical track. I guess we'll tack on a little like, jam piece and all like talk over it or whatever so we'll throw it on that on there then we've got like three maybe more musical interludes throughout the album that just sound like jam sessions they captured and like okay this is a, this is a song now so you know that counts and uh yeah it, it feels like they're trying to beat some type of pre-spotify spotify algorithm where it's like <laughs> technically it's over 30 seconds right. counts as a track you know yeah um yeah, I, I, I was just like, I, I get so annoyed mm-hmm. because every song, despite the running time as listed on the album, feels like it is double that length, you know? Yeah. There's one track on here that's like a minute long, and as I was listening back to the album today, I was like, oh, oh okay, this is like a quick one, but it seemed like it took three <laughs> years to get through. <laughs> And it's a song I kind of like. Is it Check and so. Levels? It is Check and Levels, actually. So go ahead and hit it. Mm. Track four. Okay. Check and Levels. They're trying to make it sound like the Limp Biscuit interludes, I feel like. But it's, like, scripted. You know, I've, uh... I've, uh, recently watched Halloween... H2O and Halloween Resurrection and yeah. H2O has LL Cool J in it. Resurrection has Buster Rhymes. Oh, uh, it sounds like a shark film. Did you know that? Yes. Okay. That actually comes from the song I'm Bad from, I don't know, yeah. the 80s or 90s or whatever. But uh, as I'm watching those movies, I'm like, oh yeah, these guys can like, can act, you know? It's like kind of functional, but like, they, like, like Buster Rhymes and, and LL, LL Cool J. Yeah. yeah. It was like, oh yeah, they're like, they're acting. Yeah. Like, it's, it was watchable. And then I hear the intro to this track. I'm like, oh, not every musician can act, I guess, because it was, it was like the fakest sounding shit. 
yeah, I'd ever right. heard. It's really. I was bad. like, God damn! But it was kind of like a fun little like inner or intro to this song, "Rock the Party Off the Hook," track five, coming at you from the nudist colony. I feel like this guitarist is really aping Wes's, because Wes does the same thing where it's this delay that he plays over it, so he like record like he uses the, the like. Does that make sense? Like a delay. Like yeah, I mean, bump, like, bump, bump, bump. so when he strums it once, it's going bump, 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 bump. Yeah, but he's strumming on each one of the, uh, on each one of the, like the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like echo kind of things. Um, it's what it's what Wes does a lot. If you, if you watch him live, he, he he does these like sweeps and kind of like loops his own stuff. Yeah. Um, this is probably my favorite song on the album. Oh, easily. Easily, this, this is one. Fun. This one is fun. Yeah. Like, you got the, you got the word party in the fucking chorus. Okay, you yeah. got me. And the got DJ's me. going off, man. Yeah. Like, it's fun. It has like a good energy to it. It moves. Doesn't like stick around too long or anything. And like, it's very cookie cutter in its um, arrangement. You got verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Okay. Then you've got the bridge, and then back to the chorus a couple of times, and you're out. Let me, let me rewind this just for, for a real quick yeah, yeah, Listen, listen to the bass on this. Okay, when the bass comes in here. This bass is going crazy in the background. Oh, yeah. Right there. Yeah. I really dig that bass line back there. He's a... Uh, Yeah, like I love that tone that yeah. he has there. He's playing. I, I'm pretty sure he's playing with his fingers, which is my favorite way to play. That's how I play bass is with my fingers, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to with a pick. Um, with a pick, there's just like a. It just kind of kind of dulls it out. When you play with your fingers, you can just really just like smack and manipulate the strings mm-hmm. in all kinds of crazy ways to get different sounds. And you're strumming with a pick. You're just basically strumming it up or down. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's like, oh, there's more that you can do with a pick um, than, than just strumming up and down, but like, you're pretty limited. When you yeah. With your fingers, you can like slap it, thump it. You can do all kinds of crazy shit with with your fingers, and yeah. I feel like that's what he's really doing because it's it's just got this very um, organic um, uh, sound to his his bass, and I I, I really appreciate that. Uh, rewind it a little bit too. Okay. <laughs> Go go about like halfway back because I, w- I want to try to get to, yeah the the DJ solo yeah this is like my favorite part I would like rewind that and listen to it over and over again like I can see this in my head vividly you just have a Joe like, Han thing going on Yeah. Yeah, it's like solid. Yeah, and if there is Christian stuff in this, I don't hear it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Gets a thumb up, thumbs up in my book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think this is the best song on the album. Yeah, and it happens so early yeah. in the album, and everything else is kind of just like, oh boy, I'm going to dig through the crates. Yeah. Got to bring back the scratching here. 
Yep. Uh, back when this single came out, I saw POD was going to play on. It's like on a Saturday. <laughs> I was an, an adult. Uh, you know, we were still in school. But uh, no, I guess not. I take it back. No, I was. Uh, yeah, I would have been like 17 or something like that. But it was like some Saturday after, you know, all the cartoons were off. And sure. uh, educational was, stuff comes of, on, of course. And uh, <laughs> there was like some half hour football related show. I was like, oh, who wants this? And then at the beginning of that, they said, and POD is here to play their new song, Rock the Party Off the Hook. I was like, fuck yes, I'm going to get to see this DJ scratch and everything. Like, you have to wait till the end of the episode, of course, to watch the band play. And I was so fucking hyped for it. I like got out a VHS tape because that was peak technology for my poor ass at the time and i like throw that in there i'm like i'm gonna record this performance so i can like watch it back there's no dj it's just like the band so like all the parts where like the dj is like scratching and everything it's just like the band rocking out and like you know it's still like a fun song but that's that's like the lead instrument there you know so it was uh disappointing but uh Uh. yeah i don't know that pod ever like toured with a, a dj i couldn't tell you huh. i can't really find much information on on that side of it yeah it's, it's really album. it's really strange yeah. that there's it's so limited yeah. um anything but uh that's that's life for you i mean that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles. uh evidently that album or i'm sorry that song had background vocals by lisa papino i i don't know i didn't hear it and i won't yeah, yeah, couldn't either. yeah i don't know who that who that is. I don't know why that is. I don't know what that is. I don't know when that is. Next up, we got Lie Down. <laughs> <laughs> My only note on this one is fine. I, I just couldn't come up with much. This this whole song is littered with that vocal approach that I just don't care for. It's just like him screaming from the back of his throat. Yeah. It, it sounds like he recorded those parts with laryngitis. Yeah. I, I sure hope to God he got a vocal coach that, because because uh, uh, there's been several lyricists. Uh, I know Corey Taylor, Chino Marino, both ended up blowing out their vocal cords and had to have vocal surgery because they were screaming wrong, essentially. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, you do that for too long, you're you destroy your vocal cords. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm 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 really hoping that someone was like, hey. Dude, <laughs> can't keep doing this. <laughs> oh, turns out uh, Lisa Papano, she was on Hollywood, and uh, she's on the ninth track on this album as well. So she was yeah. not off Rock Apart. I was a Fib and Hibbard. I'm sorry. I'm I sorry, believe Colin. she's on Bullet the Blue Sky. That's it. Yeah. That's yes. the other one. We'll get to that one. I got something to say about that one. Okay. All right. This is your every local new metal band circa 2000 sound right here. This song, I recognize like the first second and a half of the song because I've never listened to this all the way through until yeah. we listened to it for this podcast. So I was just like, I don't think this is for me. Like Even back then, I was like, rock the party off the hook. The song would end. It hit 
back to go back to listen to that song all over again. It was, that was the extent <laughs> of my... You tired of it? And then yep. Check the CD. That's right. It's like it's not bad. It's just so like there's nothing there that makes it stand out at all. Yeah, I mean it's this is one of those songs that's just that new metal chug. You know, we talked about it yeah. on the Cold Chamber album where it's just like chug to chug chug to chug chug. It's just how much variety are you getting out of the the chug? Now, if you've got like an extremely skilled rhythm section that can throughout an album right. change it up so the guitar chugging isn't so yeah monotonous that's a different story but that's what yeah. Limp Biscuit does so well mm-hmm. is their rhythm section is just so on point Wes is a rhythmic guitar player also um so I think I think I'll, and then with Sam and uh, 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 John uh, swimming upstream Sam and John oh uh, and then of course their second guitarist uh, DJ Lethal um, uh, they, they're all so uh, 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 percussive minded that they find even though their riffs might not be like the most um, complex they're so unique that it just makes it. some some of their uh, their rhythms are really unique but like something like break stuff is so like you look at the guitar tabs for it it's like you can play it with one finger like it's so basic but what makes it interesting is the fact that the the uh the rhythm is just so it's just got this like bounce to it um that that so many bands don't care about they just go for this kind of down the road rhythmic section that just is is unfortunate you know the um you know that meme with the aliens guy? He's like on the History Channel with the crazy hair. Yeah. He's uh, this guy right here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Aliens. That's how I feel like every time someone says DJ Lethal is a second guitarist. <laughs> I just picture this guy going, S- but he plays second guitar, essentially. He's like, <laughs> no, no. All right, so that was Lie Down. Next up. Oh wait, oh, yeah, this, this is the the outro thing. I I don't hate this part. Matter of fact, this is probably my favorite part of this song. Well, but fair. it's I don't it's got that lyrical, miracle, spiritual. Yeah. I mean, he's got bravado. You know, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Is it earned? Next up, we've got "Set Your Eyes to Zion." Oh boy, this. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Rastafarianism. I heard Ross Trent. Holy shit, I've heard that song in a while. Uh, that's what it reminds it's, me It's of. a great Lonely Lo- Island song. Lonely Island, Ross Trent. Go listen to it. Oh my god, watch the music video too. Oh, fuck yes. Um, like we talked about, like POD is still like fairly popular. They're still touring. I, uh, I, I can't think of where they're like, or when their new tour starts, but I saw that it's around the corner. But 
Um, you know, for stuff like this, I was like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Like they're because they get into like the reggae stuff, but it's like, I mean, their bass player is black, but like, Sonny isn't, you know, and it's he's got this patois and everything. Right. So it like didn't surprise me when I saw that uh, Chet Hanks was going to open up for them, and uh... <laughs> me nightmares never want to blend the corn. There a snake in my boots. <laughs> <laughs> Me papa say Houston there is a problem Life is like a box of ganja man <laughs> I'm sorry Wilson We have anybody get <laughs> Wilson <laughs> If anybody get tell we are doing Tom Hanks movies Sorry, Chet Hanks doing his Jamaican patois. Yes, we're we're making fun of Chet Hanks. Yeah, we're making fun of Chet Hanks. We're not making fun of Jamaican people. No, 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 no. It's Big ups to Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm 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 being I'm being silly. I'm being silly. Have you ever been to Jamaica? I have, and I I always wanted to go. My wife and I went uh just to a resort there, but like. Uh, and we didn't leave to go do excursions because it's expensive enough. <laughs> I'm just trying to relax when I get there, you know? Uh, but you, the resort we stayed at, we had a, like a, maybe an hour and a half to two hour drive to get there from the airport. And it was like both ways. The roads were very narrow, but it's cool. Like it looks like so, um, like a rainforesty or whatever. Just yeah. like a lot of like lush shrubbery and whatnot. I don't know. It's cool. Sure. Narrow ass roads though. Guys, yeah, you got to expand those roads. <laughs> you got to do it. Yeah, great, guys. great people though. Um, yeah, this, this song. I, I just, what, what is, what does this mean? Like, jaw is supposed to be like, like Jesus, God. right? Or something like that? I think it's like the Jamaican, like, what they called, like, Jehovah. Okay. Jah, I, I yeah. assume. I really, I honestly don't know. And then Zion. This is a reference to the Matrix sequel that comes out years from yeah, now? Yeah, okay. reference. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, we might not want to get into Zion too much right now. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Uh, let me see. It's just, it's so, it's so, it's so weird. The mm -hmm. song is so weird. It is. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about it. I just don't know about it. Um, and it's 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 so bizarre that uh, that that that's what they're going for. You mm -hmm. know, like. Where does the where does the Jamaican stuff? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Like it's it, it seems to come out of nowhere. Um, I guess he do talk about Jaw in the in the greetings part, but I guess he does he have does he have dreadlocks? Uh, I have Sonny? no clue. Oh, Sonny does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe he thinks he can be Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs> I assume. 
Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Do we want to? Do we want to go to the next one? Um. Oh, I mean, we have to. We're we're this far in. Yeah. Um, do you want to take a quick break though? Uh, let's take a quick pause. Okay. Yeah. We'll be right yeah. back. All right. And next up, we have Lo Siento. Be quiet. It's my favorite song on the album. <laughs> I'm only half joking. I actually do love this. I mean, it's not bad. It's not unpleasant to listen to, but also it doesn't really do much beyond this. Yeah. And it's only 33 seconds long. Well, I like the. There's a nice little play between the drums and bass. And as a bass player. No, I mean. Me playing with a drummer, it's just magic. It's. It, look, it's fine. Like. Yeah. Some of the other tracks have stuff like that at the end of their actual song. So right. I'm kind of surprised that one got a dedicated song in and of itself. That was track eight. This is track nine, Bullet the Blue Sky, a cover of the band U2. You talking U2 to me? Yeah. I didn't know what the song was. Like, oh, I, really? I, I knew that it was a U2 cover just because of the Wikipedia sure. entry, right? But I'd never heard the U2 song, I guess. So I listened to the U2 song today. And it fucking and, slaps. And then I heard this one. I it, That U2 song is heavier than I would have expected from U2. It fucking rules. Yeah. That might be eh, not my favorite U2 song, but it's up there. I fucking love Bullet the Blue Sky, like the U2 version. Yeah. It's, it's got, like, epicness on yeah. it. And I hate epic, you know, because everybody... It's, it's, you want it all, but you can't have it. Don't fun of that song it's in your face when you eat cabbage <laughs> um, but no I I don't love this cover I like the cover but it's not I, yeah. I still would rather listen to the YouTube version so much of this album makes me think that Okay, so I haven't listened to the the first two POD albums, the yeah. the two self release ones. There's the Mary Palavano, whatever her name is. Oh, uh, Lisa Papanu. Lisa Papanu. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. She That's does the actual singing part. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Because I thought that um, they had, like sampled. Uh, fucking Bono's voice at a certain point. Oh, yeah. And maybe put that in there. But yeah, okay, that tracks. Um, Do you know the story yeah. behind the song? No, no. So um, uh, uh, Bono went down to El Salvador after, I think it was like a, uh, I think it was like maybe a coup going on or something. Some, something uh, really bad was, yeah, I think it was like some kind of coup and a lot of people had died and it was a big whole mess. Oh god, that doesn't sound cool at all. No. And so uh, Bono comes back he was talking to the Edge, the guitarist goes by the Edge and he goes, I want you to put all of Salva El Salvador through your amplifier. <laughs> I swear to god, Bono is the corniest <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, but there's part of me that kind of loves I him. Know, I know. I kind of like him. He's got, so corny. Got but. like the stupid glasses on and everything. Yeah. I was just thinking earlier today, remember when everyone got mad at U2 uh -huh. and Apple because they like put their album for free on everyone's devices and people got pissed off about it? Yeah. And I understand the like, you know, 
a tech company being able to access your device at will, but also they were just like giving you something free. And then a week or two later when they like recalled the album. Yeah. People just like forgot. Like if they did it once, they could do it again, guys. Like it's. I don't think I'll ever do anything like no. that again. No, but that now I've, I've got my phone set up for like automatic updates and all this shit. So it's sure. just like, eh, you guys do it for me, you know. That it's was just, a it, it's different time. That was a that was a bad mistake on everyone's. I, I can't believe there was not one person in the room that said, "Guys, guys, 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 no, <laughs> do not do this, please." Under no circumstances, do not do this. Yeah. Uh, but uh, boomers, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, but this song, it's a, it's a it's a fine cover. But I would recommend anyone uh, go check out the original version. Yeah, the original song is is fucking killer. Now, uh, what I was going to say earlier is that there's so much of this album that seems like either the band or the record label or a combination of all of that. They listen to other hard rock or new metal albums around this time. And they're like, okay, so we're gonna make a formula out of this. Yeah. I've not listened to the other two POD albums that came out before this to see what those sounded like compared to this but with all the like musical interludes and interstitials that are on here like technically like quasi secret track stuff at the end of songs throughout this album reminds mm-hmm. me of Limp Bizkit a little bit seems like they've got a cover song on here to check that box you know because right. that was a big thing but like it's not really that popular of a song you know like was was this a single for you two uh i you think know? so yeah um Maybe i don't, think it, very, I don't it. think it was a very big hit um but i'm fairly sure they released it as a single okay let me look it up here um but the 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 original recording uh, i believe it was on, on uh, joshua tree uh just yeah. the uh it is a weirdly like because I, I after listening to this album I, I did go back and listen to uh, listen to the original version and was like blown away at the production of it. Hmm. Um, there is something absolutely fucking magical about uh, the, the, some of those some of those especially some of the U two albums like Joshua Tree specifically like just the way that album sounds and feels is uncanny. I feel like everybody today kind of follows the same um everything is super digitally compressed um and it it, it doesn't sound it doesn't it doesn't fill up a room Mm -hmm. um and some people maybe that that haven't listened to like some older music like that may not understand what i'm talking about go and listen to u2's joshua tree even if you don't like it just listen to it and, and pay. Like even if you don't like u2 i mean like go go and listen to just the way the music sounds um, and try to think of any modern album that comes across in, in that same way. And I know a lot of it has to do with like, they were back then, you know, recording for, uh, cassette tapes and albums, like physical, al- like record albums, uh, as opposed to CDs. And so when things went to CDs, uh, a, a lot of, uh, a lot of depth got kind of left out of the of recording and mixing process, um, which I think continues on today because everything is digital now. Um, but I think there's there's absolutely something magical about listening to those old recordings and just how how different they sound from anything today. Mm-hmm. The production behind them. But uh, yeah, I was really yeah. impressed when I listened to it earlier today. I was just like, because uh, I have a 
uh, like a picture in my head of what a U2 song sounds like, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I, I remember listening to some U2 when I was growing up, you know, just like around the house or on the radio. So it was just like sure. the bigger hits. But when I put on that song today on my drive home, I was like, damn, the song. I feel like I need to go back and in investigate some U2 because, uh, you know, it's like a, a blind spot for me. And as right. far as like rock bands of that era go, you know, they're one of the, the bigger performers out there, but I'm just uh, not really up on their, their catalog for the most part. And yeah, I mean, that look, totally, totally, totally makes sense. Um, but, okay, so, okay, so Blue, Bullet the Blue Sky was on Joshua Tree. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and Bono asked guitarist The Edge to put El Edge. Salvador through an amplifier. <laughs> it's just Fucking love, it's so stupid. <laughs> but really, um, it's kind of just like, bah, bah. yeah. You know, it's just okay. But 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 I mean, it, it really it really is. It's like effective. It, it is super yeah. effective. It's not as uh, rappy as this version no, of the no, song. No, no, no. You know, um, I but started, it is like some spoken kind of word kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, but there's like melody to it. Not yeah. a lot, but it, it, it's just different. Yep. Like you said, you know, listener, go go check out the U2 version of that song. Um, I was looking it up on Wikipedia. It says that the song was covered by, uh, obviously, P.O.D. that we just listened to. Also, uh, Queensryche on their cover album called Take Cover. And then, in addition to that, Sepultura on their album Revolution. Okay, I did see that, <laughs> and I did not listen to it. I I, I need to. I'm I'm curious what that what that's gonna sound. Yeah, like. I know, I know. Um, that's cool. Be- like, uh, all in all, I, I if anything, I got to hear a cool like original song sure. out of listening to this album. Though, <laughs> yeah. I like I don't mean that as well. No, I don't mean it too disrespectfully, but it's uh, I, I I wasn't aware of this. You know, so I feel like sure. one of the reasons people cover songs is. Not only because they like it and they enjoy playing it themselves, but also they want to introduce that song to people who may not have heard it. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there are plenty of people who uh, discovered the George Michael version of Faith based on Limp Biscuits version. Oh, yeah. And yeah, they absolutely. were like, oh, both of these songs fucking yeah. kick ass. So, um, yeah. There's a lot of people that learn nursery rhymes from Corn's uh, um, Shoots and Ladders. Yeah. It's I mean, really, that's true. It's a really interesting fact that I just came up with. They teach it in school. Next up, we've got Psalm 150. Get in the pit. Um, Track 10. So I, I will. Um, so this is all done in Hebrew, I believe. Uh, I will hey, translate. It's 2023. Use Shebrew. Thank you. Thank you. They brew. She, we all brew. Shebro. Shebro. <laughs> cover, cover everything. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surprising, or I'm sorry. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and lyre. Praise him with the timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the strings and pipe. <laughs> Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Next up, we got Image by P.O.D. (laughs) Cinnamon, make your way to the stage. (laughs) Um, I have on this, drums are good on this song. (laughs) I think this song is like one of the catchier 
songs. I, I was kind of surprised because I, this is probably, I honestly only listened to this album all the way through for this episode. This maybe like three times or whatever. Yeah. And I haven't, like today was the first time since like three weeks ago that I listened to this. Uh-huh. So I couldn't remember like image. Is this a song that's on this album? That I was listening to it was like, that's eh, not too bad, I guess. You know? Right. I mean, especially after the previous track just, like, drags you down, you know? Yeah. I guess that's part of part of my frustration with this album is the sequencing seems so weird. I understand it has, like, uh, peaks and valleys as far as uh, intense tracks followed by, like, more relaxed songs versus, you know, some spoken word stuff or whatever. But... yeah. I don't know. I just... None of it quite clicks. But also, if you don't have those in there, it almost exacerbates things because it's a bunch of just, like, mid-tempo, like, chugging stuff. So right. I, I don't know how to win out of the scenario. Yeah. yeah. It's an unanswerable question. Yeah, it's just... It's fine. Yeah. I'm trying to picture... I don't know what to say about it. It's just like... That's where I I run into an issue. I'm trying to picture the band playing some of these songs live and, like, what is the crowd reaction? Like, Southtown makes sense because that's the big hit. Yeah. People are going to be into that one. Same thing with Rock the Party Off the Hook. Generally speaking, that's just a party song. People are going to fucking love that. Oh, yeah. But... A lot of these other songs, I'm like, what's the crowd doing? Just like, I'm at a concert. Yeah. 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 Drummer, Drummer's really killing it here. Yeah. Got that poppy snare. They get that poppy snare. Poppy snare. Oh, wait. Should we do that voice on this? Me papa say that snare be poppy. <laughs> Me papa yeah. Tom hates. Oh, God. I can't believe Chet Hanks exists. I know. Like, he's... Oh, and, and his brother so is uh, Colin Hanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a normal, kind of dorky, just like normal guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did Chet come from? I, I, from the islands. <laughs> <laughs> from the two Rudy boys. <laughs> Let me see here. Chet Hanks, American actor and musician. Yeah, the, the son of uh, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. So, yeah, it's like they're all the same blood, but... Wild. Him just be different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, boy. we got shouts. DJs. Coming in hot. Mm-hmm. Not doing much here. The song is called Shouts, but it's not like giving shout outs. <laughs> he said shouts, okay. Fuck. Or shout out to Ja. Yeah. And, th- and the Warrior, so it's their fan base. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ja and the Warrior. But it's like, okay, Limp Biscuit shouted out a bunch of people. 
We'll just be yeah. like, let's bullshit our way through it. You know? He also shouted out, God is him, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Fred beat him. All right. Number 13. With a baseball bat. Tribal. Was all the rage in the 90s. River tribal clothing? Yes. Yep. Yeah, I had some. I had like plastic printed on like the shirts. That's right. Like yeah. I can, uh, you know, like when you go have your eyes examined and they give you that chart, like first letters E, next one down is like smaller and like, like yeah. it gets more fuzzy or whatever. Um, that's how it is when I picture the tribal like logo like clothing brand right. like I can picture it but it's like fuzzy <laughs> but it seems familiar to me oh I, I had I, several um, oh it was this with the uh, the five T's going in like yes oh why well, I, I typed in tribal clothing and I got a bunch of like uh, women in uh, yeah yeah I'm gonna need a minute uh, tribal clothing brand. Here we go. Yes. Yeah, they yeah. had all kinds of. Yeah, I, I was. I, I loved tribal stuff uh, back in the day. Um, <laughs> I feel like uh, Lincoln Park were a lot of tribal stuff. Yeah, that's right. Right. They, I, uh, was that? It was like it was like very like graffiti inspired. Tribal gear. There we go. Yeah, tribal gear streetwear. Man, I wish I could find one of my old tribal shirts that I had. It was like, uh. It had this like weird plastic uh, like logo on the front that was like made out of bricks. I mean, they're look made to look like bricks. Uh, man, you slap on a slap on a tribal shirt and some jinkos, brother. You were rocking in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, holy shit! Talk about a brand that just like disappeared off the face of the earth. I know, earth. right? Yes. Yeah, the, yep. yeah, the, the jerseys. Absolutely. I've yeah. got one with a uh, Chester, Chester Bennington, right. uh, the tribal thing. Um, yeah, because, man, that really, like, takes me back. Oh, man. There was some, there was some, uh, crazy. I had another shirt, and I can't remember the name of the brand, but it had, like, it had, like, Bruce Lee, but he was, he had, like, an afro. And then the afro was, like, fuzzy, where you could, like, it was, like, a thing stitched onto the shirt. And it, I, I, forget, I I cannot remember the name of the. Cannot remember the drunken monkey. Does that sound right? Yes, it does. I knew it was like monkey something. I feel like Lincoln Park wore some of that stuff as well. Yes, but wait, you said Bruce Lee had an afro? Um, I'm pretty sure it's Bruce Lee. Weird. Yeah, it was a weird. It was a weird shirt. Hey, Chet Hanks, what do you think? That's cultural appropriation, man. <laughs> you best not be doing that. Just said no. <laughs> okay, no, I apologize. Um, it was not Bruce Lee. Um, I, be I believe it was supposed to be... Um, 
Oh, God, who is it in? Um, is it Return of the Dragon? Oh, Bruce Leroy. Bruce Leroy. <laughs> that was the... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, that's a different thing. Bruce Leroy is actually a character. He kind of looked like a little Lego guy. Yeah, but that, that's there we not, go. That's not the one I had. Um, we'll, we'll post some of these. Uh, oh, I think that may be it. We'll post some of these to our social. Okay, I'm, I'm almost positive that's it right there. Uh, I'm going to save that. Uh, just so people know what we're talking about. Coming up, we got Freestyle. Um... I, I, I had on this one that it reminded me a lot of this song right here reminds me a lot of um, uh, Fort Minor I, th I think more just the, his like his flow on this one interesting it reminds me a lot of flow uh, <laughs> reminds me a lot of flow from progressive uh, oh I for sure had this shirt yeah yeah drunk monkey yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Man, do you remember, like, uh, what was it? Echo Unlimited and, like, Rhino. Oh, Echo Unlimited. Fuck like, yes. Like, back before Marvel gear was just, like, everywhere, Echo Unlimited had this, like, Rhino shirt that was, yeah. like, the comic book character, like, the Spider-Man villain Rhino on it. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. We've made it. <laughs> I remember, like, as youngins going to, like, the mall and you'd see, like, a Spider-Man shirt and it was like holy shit yeah <laughs> and to think about that now like you can't go into a store without Spider-Man shirts every fucking way exactly wild yeah fucking attractive women wearing Marvel clothing that always throws me I mean honestly we've made it you know it's, it's pretty wild it is um, like attractive women wear like with, with the Marvel Comics logo I'm just like wow mm -hmm. wow I mean I'm not, I'm, I, I ain't mad about it. No, 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 definitely not. It certainly wasn't like that when we were younger and in school, and you know, the got called names <laughs> for wearing N F. You know, all of them. All of them. <laughs> Sometimes N F. It doesn't matter if Ross is white. Sometimes you just catch a stray in. I you mean, know, hey. it just happens. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I won't say what some of the things I was called uh, <laughs> because I used to give the only black kid in our school a ride to school every day. I did catch a couple of lovers. Really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. A couple times, yeah. Good God. Uh, whatever. I, I, God forbid you just like be a good person and give someone a ride or this whatever. Is my, this is my fucking friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Holy shit. He just happened to be black and lived down the road from me. And uh -huh. So I would give him rights to school all the time. And yeah, I got called that. Yeah. Uh, that person was so fucking funny. We were at an art table. Maybe we've told the story before, but, you know, what else are we doing? Uh, we all shared a table with him and, like, a fourth person in our mm -hmm. art class. I can't remember who the fourth person was. Maybe it was Preston. But we were all, like, sitting there at the table. And our teacher was giving, like a speech or lecture or something. It's probably a lecture about, you know, art shit. And we weren't paying attention. We were at the back table. We were just sure. like there to goof off. And uh um uh the the friend that you gave uh, a ride to. Mm. Uh I'm hesitant to say the name because of this. 
Uh, we were all like sitting there quietly, and we tried not to get in trouble because she had a laser focus on us. Any noise came from the back room is us. We were getting her asses chewed. Yep. So we were sitting there trying to like kind of make each other laugh without like actually like doing it or whatever, just get away with it. Sure. A little snicker here and there. Uh, your friend, he has his hands under the table. He's sitting there. He's he knows he's got something. He's biding his time. Then like as. Uh, the other three of us just like calm down for a second. He just looks at all like we're all sitting around him, but somehow he looks all of us dead in the eyes at the same time. Mm. Reaches out, puts a pube on the table. <laughs> <laughs> and we all just shatter to fucking pieces because there's no mistaking a pube. We all know a pube oh, when we yeah. see it. Oh my god, I do remember that. Holy shit. Yeah. Do you remember one time we were in class um and our teacher I think you were sitting behind me and our teacher was like, "Okay, everybody, everybody be quiet, be quiet." And you behind me just go quietly go <sighs> I don't even remember what you like why you did that, but I just heard behind me <sighs> I I don't think I did it on purpose. I think it was just like it just happened. You know? Oh my god, we were laughing <laughs> so hard. I I couldn't catch my breath, and she was like, "What is so funny?" I was like, "I can't, I can't." I'm sure we looked like we were high <laughs> off of our asses. It was one of those things where like, uh, you started laughing, so I started laughing, yeah. which made you laugh harder, which made me laugh harder. It was just like we were caught in a loop. Uh, God and and she was trying to like what is funny and I'm like he made this noise like boom, boom, boom. And she's like what I'm like I don't know but we were crying uh -huh. laughing I still think about that to this day like one of the hardest I've ever laughed yeah in my entire life that uh, class was cool our friend Rachel was in that class yeah. as well and like some other friends of ours I think we were the only two men in the class uh was that were it we? oh I don't do you remember that. I don't remember that one because it, it was it was it was during when most people took PE, but we didn't take PE. We were pussy, <laughs> we're cool. pussy little men, <laughs> and so and so we were in a class that was all women except for the two of us. Oh well, I don't remember this. Yeah, no, oh, this do. this was like toward the end of the school day or whatever in high school. Okay, but it was like a or uh, what do you call that? Like sociology. Yeah, maybe. and. Uh, I just remember being in there and we had like a lot of friends and it was like an even yeah. amount of like friends versus like other people. Right. You know? Right. 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 And so we got to like kind of, uh, let our hair down a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. Our, our teacher was like pretty cool. I, I, I think she was like new to the school. Yeah. But she was like, okay. She's also super gay in, in, in a small town. You don't see that very often. So I think oh, she was like a that. little bit more. Yeah. She was super gay. Oh. Uh, but I, I think she was, um, um, she just seemed a little bit more, Kind of like, like <laughs> hip or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, uh, not as, didn't have a stick up her ass that like so many of other teachers did. Yeah. She seemed just a little bit more laid back, but she was like a good teacher. I, I do, yeah. I, I do remember her and I do respect and I do for sure learning yeah. things from her. Yeah. She yeah. Didn't, didn't just like regurgitate shit back at us. She actually no. like taught us stuff. And she was like an older lady, I guess. She's, yeah. It's probably our ages now. Yeah, right. I was. <laughs> But I, I feel She's like more like forty or something. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Can, can people live that long. Uh -huh. um, 
But no, I feel like she was maybe in her like, I don't know, late fifties or whatever, yeah. but she was still pretty cool. And she was cool, yeah. She let us like watch a Beastie Boys music video in that class yeah. and shit. So I don't know. She was it, was, awesome. it was a good time. Yeah. It, look fucking shout out to good teachers. They I, really go. I remember we, we had one friend who was it was one half of a twin. Uh, I think you may know mm, who I'm talking yeah. about. And uh one time he lost his mind. I don't remember why, but he got up and he ran up. He like walked up to her and she just like stood there stone faced and he picked up the podium and like chucked it across the room. He was Jesus. like, fuck you. And like went to the door and like kicked it open, walked out. And she just walked over, picked up her podium. She was like, okay, well, next up we've got, <laughs> I was like, God damn, this woman fucking rules. She's got ice like, in her veins. Yeah. 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 Uh, she was awesome. Damn. Um, all right. Uh, back to the, okay. Uh, we got, fa- um, Follow me. My Uncle Cracker. Follow me. <laughs> Uncle Cracker. Do you think a song called Follow Me by this Christian band is about, I don't know, Jesus or something? No. Okay. Just the devil. <laughs> I'm the devil. Yeah, I, I have just Matt on this one. I don't hate this guitar part. At least it sounds a little bit different. It's not like so chuggy, you know? Right. I love a distorted guitar, but, you know, if you're just playing chug notes, then I know. not getting a whole lot out of it, you know? It's all chug. And I feel like that's one of the things that kind of disconnects me from this band a bit, or at least this album, I'll say, is I'm not really even a melody guy, but I do feel like there's a lack of melody For in sure. a lot of this. For sure. And that makes the songs all kind of run together to me and sound very samey. I run yeah. into that a lot with this album. And, you know, a lot of the rhythms, as Chet Hanks would say, the rhythms, uh, they, <laughs> <laughs> they're they not really that complicated. Sometimes no. there's like a, a like a decent groove, but it's it sounds like the groove that was on the song before. Exactly. Sometimes, you know, so it's it's know. It's what curses so many of these albums. Is just sameness. Yeah. Um, like if I deviate from just this one thing that they know how to do and do decently well. Like this song in a sea of other songs that sounded different would stand out. And I'd be like, oh, this is cool. You know, but again, like you said, when they all kind of sound like this, you're like, well, this is just another one. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I, I do feel like this you know. song could, like, get some movement in the pit a little bit, you know? Like, sure. the chorus is, like, aggressive enough to where it's like, okay, you can you see people, like, moshing around to this one, but... Um, right. I don't know. Because we've got Tribal, Freestyle, and then Follow Me. Can you tell me anything about either three of those songs that stood out to you at all? Nope. I, that's no, what I'm saying. Like, like, they, yeah. they, they, they all sound... They, I mean, you could have trimmed the three of these off of here and still had a, a fine album. And yeah. I think it would have been probably better for it. Like, if you were to come in midway to any of these songs, I I know I couldn't tell you, outside no. of the two singles, what song was which, you right. know, or yeah. like check Bullet levels, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's... I I, I I don't know. It's it's hard when we. Have I think to... they could have taken some of those like the the the, the lo siento or um, what was the other one that was, um, was it checking levels? So something where like they they kind of they kind of toned it down a little bit and did like 
not not necessarily softer, but like a little bit more kind of jammy feeling. Like if they had kind of fleshed those out and and, and turned those into entire songs, as opposed to like these final three songs, yeah, at least it would have felt like a little bit more of a dynamic album where you'd have something that. And I'm not saying you have to do like a soft song, but something that has a little bit different of a vibe. Yeah, like really lean into the. Um, uh, lean into the reggae thing if you really want to, but like lean into it. Like yeah. don't just like do a new metal song like these and then do a little ticket ticket like a, a little like you know uh, 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 reggae rhythm to it or whatever. Yeah, um, it's it's just like yeah, they, they all just sound the same. Do you think that they were concerned that if they went a little too much into reggae, they would no longer be race straight? I think that's exactly the okay. reason. They I did thought it. so. I just wanted I to make sure. It. I mean, look, you got to ask these questions. I mean, I'm trying to think. POD. Pedophiles. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry. <laughs> just going hard into the pain on that one. <laughs> Pedophiles or death. <laughs> Death, please. Just, just, just go for the death. Goddamn. Uh, okay. Well, we've, <laughs> sorry, we've no, sorry, no, no, no. We, look, we finally made it. We're here on the last track, track sixteen. Outcast minus new semicolon plus hidden track parentheses <laughs> quotes tambura in quote. Mm-hmm. It's a long ass track title. Yeah, we're gonna fast forward. Uh, it's it's outcast spelled O U T K A S T like the hip hop duo. When I first saw that, I was like. Wait, is Outcast on here? No. No. Of course not. Why would they be? What do you think of this? Oh boy. Uh so when I got home today, mm. I was like I listened to I don't know, I had the last, I don't know, four songs to listen to. Mm-hmm. And I listened to the you know those like first three of that last four I was like okay I'm almost done I get about this far into the song where it's like I'll just finish listening to this with Ross it's fine I don't need to go back through this it's just yeah, I don't know it's just again it sounds similar it's got the same dynamics as other songs to me on this one like there's I wish there was a conversation with these fellas on some of these tracks where they were like Okay, so we had, on the first verse, we had guitar-based drums. Then we went to the chorus. What if, on the second verse, it's just bass and drums, and then the guitar comes back two bars before the chorus, and then that at least changes the overall feel of the song. Right. Same general, like, structure, just, like, adding or removing elements or whatever. Sure. That would have helped for me, but... Big time. All of it is just kind of like... All this, all the time. It's like when we listen back to uh, that Stained album, Ugh. and uh, the the original version of Mud Shovel had that guitar the entire time, right. whereas the album version, the the studio album version, it was just primarily the bass on the verses, and then yeah. the guitar kicks in, which worked which, just before yeah. the chorus, and it sounded better. It sounded more dynamic. Exactly. Um, it just it's yeah. It wasn't a great song, but yeah, no. Do we need to talk about Oh yeah. Lewis? I think uh, we hinted at that 
on the recording of Dave last time. Might, maybe we'll say that. Say that one. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. We'll do that. We can milk that. Oh boy. Oh boy. I don't really want to talk about it right now. Anyways. I hear you. I, I hear you. I don't want to feel sad right now. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean they go pretty hard on this. On the, on the last song, they go pretty hard. Yeah. Um, but again, yeah. Switch it up with some dynamics, man. Speed up Something. that like metronome a little bit, you know, like yes. make it faster. I guess this is my frustration with it is like, I I don't know that I would classify Limp Biscuit as a whole as like a like a fast band necessarily, but they sure. are incredibly like down to like the nanosecond in the fucking pocket on all of their grooves, you yes, know? Absolutely. And they, they generally like, I feel that they have an overall faster tempo than these songs, but POD shall never stray from this tempo. We set the metronome at, I know one fifteen. you know, yeah. normal, like average speed is one twenty. They're like, nah, slow down five. We need them. We need to get your breaths, you know? And, and, and you know, like, there are other settings on your guitar effects pedals. Mm-hmm. Like, you can use, like, you don't have to use distortion on everything. Yeah. You can, like, go listen to Wes Borland. He throws in all kinds of weird, like, 50s space movie, like, weirdo effects on everything. You know, like... Mm-hmm. Every song kind of kind of stands out as, as as something unique because they change up the rhythm, they change up the way they kind of process each one of their. So you know the bass may sound different from song to song, um, so the guitar especially will sound different from song to song, um, and then you know Fred does whatever he does, uh, and then, and then you know Lethal is just kind of this like added like like special topping on, on top of everything like. And it's it's hard not to go back to Limp Biscuit for everything, but I feel like they are kind of like the they're the shining example of of how you can take kind of a limited genre genre um, and, and turn it into just something so completely wild for every song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think other bands fucking pay attention. <laughs> now you didn't hit pause on the song as it was like, a, like it was getting real wild at the end of outcast there. Yeah. But it just like cuts out. Uh-huh. Baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. Wrong outcast. Yes. Uh huh. Jesus was an outcast. Oh my God. That poor Jew surrounded by all those other Jews. I mean, it's just, must have been, must horrible. Have been tough. horrible. The poor white man amongst all those brown people. Yeah. It was just, can you Same. imagine being Ewan McGregor in the year <laughs> thirty eighty, and the you know Caesar, aka Emperor Palpatine, calls down Order sixty six, uh-huh. and the stormtroopers come down and nail you to the Death Star. Yeah, and then the rebels come and blow you away, and then that, that's it. I mean, look, we've all seen the prequels. Yes, we we have mm-hmm. multiple times. That happens. R.I.P. Jesus. <laughs> Gone too soon. Been man in the sky. We hardly knew you. <laughs> Thank you for sacrificing yourself to yourself. Uh, it really means a lot. Yeah. Uh, for uh, oh, so bestowing you, 
So you had to endure what, like a few hours of like pain and then you get like everlasting like ecstasy for all eternity and you get to rule in heaven. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Boy, what a sacrifice. Yeah. You got to make some tables at the very least while you're down here. People call people say like he's sacrificed. I'm like, do you realize there are people right now that are suffering for longer than Jesus had, mm. and that are just going to die in obscurity, and no one's ever going to care. Oh, hey, hey, okay, uh, here we go. <laughs> um, we've got Tambora, Jeffrey Tambora. <laughs> um, Is this song about shrimp? Oh yeah, yeah Shrimp yeah. Tambora Tambora yeah. oh, I'm hungry Or is now. it about uh, Bon Jovi's guitarist Richie Tambora <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to Some Bon Jovi here recently Oh yeah? Yeah just for fun Like I uh, My wife That's and I we went, songs. we went to uh, Some like comedy show A couple of weeks ago And like at, Like the music As the crowd was like Coming in or whatever uh, They had some like You know Like 80's rock Or whatever mm. And it was Uh Living on a prayer was on. I was like, oh yeah, this song's kind of fucking good. I haven't heard oh, this song yeah. in fucking forever. Uh, Desperado. Oh yeah. Uh, wait, wait, no, wait. No, no, no. Uh, uh, what, what's uh, Dead or Alive? Yes, Dead, Dead or, or Alive. alive yeah. Fucking that song rules. I'm a cowboy on a steel horse I ride. I wanted, wanted Dead or Alive. Fucking Hell yes. Yeah. Song it's rules. great. Like it has this guitar intro that almost sounds like a Victorian guitar yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, okay, sure. We'll fucking go for it. But it's like, it sounds like Victorian guitar, but also if you played like an acoustic guitar with a spur. So I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to tell these guys what to do. They know what they're doing. Yeah. That's good. JBJ. Mm-hmm. What's it? Who's his daughter marrying? Oh, I didn't, I don't know. I have no idea. I didn't know he had a, his daughter's marrying. Oh, um, it's a girl from uh, Stranger Things. Uh, Billy Mays. No. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown. The OxyClean guy. Yeah. Billy <laughs> Mays. <laughs> I said Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> Holy shit! Wow. Uh, yeah, Millie Bobby Brown, Drake and Shambles. <laughs> Wait, what? Drake, you don't know how the whole thing with Drake and Millie Bobby Brown? Oh, he's like sliding up in her DMs when she was really? like 15. No, yeah. she Drake, said like, why? He's like, no. He's like an older friend and he's like explaining boys to me and all this kind of stuff. And people were like, ah, ah. No, 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 no. No. Drake, get the fuck back, boy. Damn. Man, we were just bragging about Canadians too. Nathan Fielder and Nathan Fillion. And now Drake got to come through and ruin it all. Ugh piece of shit he like sent her a DM it's like I'd like to start from the bottom <laughs> started from the bottom now here it's a good song though oh it's, it's a pretty good song that if I'm the bottom now my ear uh what's a little Wayne line that I love um young money <laughs> wow uh, that was it right? seven grams in the blunt almost drowned in the pussy so I swam to a butt <laughs> Really, one of his lines seven grams and a blunt almost drowned in the pussy, so I swam to a butt. 
I fucking love Lil Wayne. Oh my god, Lil Wayne is so fucking good. So like, good. There was a time when I was younger, like yeah, early two yeah, thousands, yeah, yeah. where I was like, I don't really get this guy. Right. But then I recent, like literally, like a month ago, I was yeah. watching some like interviews with Lil Wayne on YouTube, and he's just like, uh, he's very like, um, quick to give other rappers praise in a way that oh, some yeah. other ones don't for sure and he's he's able to look at his own um songs and his own lyrics analytically and yeah. like uh he's a humble dude yeah, for being like was, a rapper you know, i was really like, fucking surprised and he's still he's like a, a smart dude too like it, i think oh, a lot yeah. of people think he's dumb because he's got like tattoos on his face mm-hmm. and he kind of you know he you see him and he's fucked up and he looks like a dummy. But like, yeah, if you hear him talk on like an interview, like he's he's pretty fucking smart. Like, I feel like he'd be like a, a fun guy to like hang around oh, with or whatever. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's got a bunch of stories, but he would also like ask questions about you and your whole shit. You yeah, know? yeah. Maybe self-deprecating and you know, like yeah, yeah he, he seems like a. I, I'd love to chill with Lil Wayne. Yeah, right. Lil Wayne. This is an official invitation. Uh, come hang out with hey the new boys. Biscuit, bro. Honestly. That song fucking rules, and it it's does. on like heavy rotation whenever I listen to yeah. Biscuit. So, uh, but Cash Money kind of fucked them over. Well, look, I fucked everybody over. So what's yeah. new? Yeah, Birdman, <laughs> best rapper alive. <laughs> <laughs> Put some respect on his name. I like to fuck him in the ass while you beat up the pussy. That's a real <laughs> Birdman line. <laughs> All right. Wow. Um, here we go. This has been a nice, clean, wholesome episode. Look, I, I don't know how many um, new listeners we have to this episode. I mean, again, POD has their own, like, solid, strong fan base from what you've looked up earlier for the Spotify yeah, listeners, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, maybe we do have new listeners to this podcast uh, for this episode specifically. We are sorry. <laughs> Look, this is just how we is, you know? Yeah. Uh, we like to have fun. Yeah, exactly. And um, like overall, I I like the idea of POD being out in the universe. I don't feel like they're sure. To my knowledge, again, I haven't done like a deep dive on like their views on you know various people's lifestyles, but in my head canon, they're just cool with everyone, and I like yeah, that energy. So. You know, so um, I haven't heard anything to the contrary, and I feel like if they were, would have heard something about it. But yeah, I I can't go a new cycle without seeing some bullshit about like Kid Rock or Stained or whatever, right? Or yeah, uh, Aaron Lewis specifically. Right. So uh, I feel like if some shit happened with P.O.D., I likely would have heard about it, you know? like him, For sure, yeah. Him saying fuck on an album, that's new to me. Right. But again, that, it was not this particular album. So you e- know. Even when I went digging around, I'm like, I wasn't specifically looking up dirt, but you know, I, I was curious, like, did they keep the Christian persona like going or was that just like a thing that they used to kind of break into the industry? Yeah. But as far as I can tell, no, like they legitimately, um, at, at least Sonny uh, is, a, is a firm believer still to this day, has been married to the same woman since 1996 um and besides the one time he said fuck on an album and gave a pretty eloquent explanation as to why he did it um i i really have nothing but positive things to say about the man he seems like a decent guy yeah I, it, th- 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 from what i look next week he's gonna come out and <laughs> he, he, he's gonna marry jk rowling or something i don't know like uh but for, as of right now like he seems like a I, I got no beef with the man. Yeah, I I hope uh, the fans and the uh, if the 
band somehow listens to this. Like it's happened before with Power Man Five Thousand, yeah, so it's possible yeah. POD finds this. Look, uh, I, like Ross said, we're just trying to have fun here. Yeah, but also be honest about our perspective on this album. Yeah. We're not judging the musicians harshly. I hope no. they don't think this anyway. But um, you know, we just gotta. Like Chet Hanks said, we got to keep it real, man. Yeah, so we got to protect our necks. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, Ross! We recorded the POD episode last night, but we forgot to mention the cover art to this bad boy. So I'm calling you, and uh, we're gonna splice in this audio track into the main episode feed here because. I fucking love this album cover. I think it looks so rad. There's so much for your eye to look at. And I couldn't go without us talking about it or pushing this to a hidden track episode. So what do you think about this uh, Fundamental Elements of Southtown cover art? It's good. Great. All okay, right. see ya. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it's, it's, it's really good, actually. Um, it, it reminds me... Uh, I should have uh, uh, looked up the artist that it reminds me of, but it does remind me of uh, of a couple of like artists that uh, did like the you know early in the surrealism days. Um, it looks like the guy, the artist's name is Jean uh, Jean uh, Bastarashi. Jean Bastarashi. Oh, does that okay. sound right? Sure. Yeah. Let's let's call that. Sure. Um, but yeah, he's a uh, he's, he calls himself a pop surrealist. Um, uh, but yeah, this, this, this album art is, I'm surprised we didn't talk about it because there's a lot mm-hmm. going on there. I meant to, um, I meant to bring it back up when we were listening to some of the like later tracks that all got yeah. samey, but we, we talked about other things during that time. But, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's rad. I love that it doesn't include the logo on the actual artwork itself. It's just, oh yeah, it's, it's just there. I, I believe on the album if you were to buy the CD, it would have a sticker on the like plastic cover. Or um, right. actually, I found a uh, a CD. Uh, it's like it's on the side, like on the the the. What would you call that? The uh, the CD fulcrum. It's on the CD fulcrum. CD fulcrum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course you would. Um, yeah, and it's 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 uh it's one of those pictures where like the more you look at it, the more weird shit you see. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but it, it's really, really interesting. And I, I, I was looking at the, this artist, some of his other works, and they're really, really good. Um, the guy's, the guy's phenomenal. I, I would encourage everybody to like check this guy out. He's, he's got some really unique stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, I kind of wonder where, like, how they got hooked up with it, because, because looking at it, it, it does have some, uh some kind of like iconography of stuff that maybe isn't completely Christian. Obviously like there's a little like heart yeah. thing he's, he's got uh, inside of with a little, a little cross or there's a word for that. I don't know any of these words. Um, but uh, yeah, then there's like a guy smoking and I feel like I did remember when we were researching this, there was something that uh, uh, it got pulled out of Christian store. Like it yes. was put in Christian stores and then removed and then like censored and then put back in. Exactly. So I've got the, the article here on Wikipedia. It says the cover art was displayed for the album. Uh, it ended up being censored when it was sold in Christian bookstores, primarily because retailers complained that the depiction of a cigar. Oh, a cigar 
And um, it also argued that the uh, or the the retailers argued that the artwork featured pagan imagery, like I don't know what fucking tree is like a tree man. I don't know. Yeah, I get maybe the little uh, the little uh, like uh, <laughs> rock and roll devil horns that he's putting up. Um, <laughs> maybe that's what they're talking about. I don't really see. I mean, I guess if you're uh, like a Christian person that's only watched like Murder She Wrote, like this would probably seem like the most <laughs> insane thing you've ever seen. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so I could definitely see some people that that just don't understand it being freaked out by it. But uh, I actually I think it was really great. I do too. Um, I yeah. I I love that like green color in the background. I love the the dove overhead, even though it has like you see a, a crucifix in the little. Uh, open chest cavity heart uh with the like the the shining um points of light on it that looks like a christian version of a heart i feel like i've seen that somewhere i don't know what the terminology is for it but yeah i i do like all of that and it's uh i don't know like, like you said the more i look at it the more stuff i see yeah it, it's uh there's just a lot going on i i, I love it um there is a – I know there's a word for that little that little uh, heart thing, but who cares? Um, it's it's something. I think it's I think it's like the sacred heart or some something something like that. Um, but yeah, it, it's like a it's like a Christian symbol, like an older Christian symbol. I feel like Greek Orthodox or something like that. Uh, but I do I do kind of like how if you look at the background where it almost looks like, with the green. If you look to the left, you see it's like a like a person's home is kind of crumbling. And, and yeah. looks like maybe wallpaper. But then if you look to the other side with the stone, uh, it looks like the stone is the wallpaper. So there's like some fucking trippy shit going on here, dude. Holy shit, dude. That's fucked up. I don't even know. Nah, That's like the most fucked up shit know. I ever heard, dude. <laughs> uh, oh, there's a little there's a little thing po poking out of the window. Oh, man, this thing's got a lot going on here. A little yeah. monkey on a, on a chain. Mm-hmm. What's that guy about? You know, is he was he in the band? Yeah, it's Monkey. There's like from, a uh, <laughs> from Corn. From Corn. <laughs> uh, there's a uh, like a city underneath one of the floor like tile things, and I don't know. I don't really understand the symbolism here, but that's kind of the fun of it is seeing exactly, what you can yeah. put your own interpretation on. I'm sure there's probably some like I don't know uh, Christian related stuff. To what this, is this a Grant Morrison comic book? <laughs> It might be. We don't know. Hey, and, okay, so I have felt bad in the past. We have allegedly misgendered Grant Morrison. Actually, not true because he says he prefers to go by either him or they. So okay, um, I'm not homophobic or <laughs> transphobic. Well, I don't or, think that's wait, like trans, anyway, trans right? Yeah. Uh, whatever. Uh. I, I love Grant Morrison, um, so haters back off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so uh, looks like the dog's wearing a suit. I just I just I'm, I'm gonna get this thing framed and put it on my bed. I didn't even see the dog until you said it, and then I I, I found like a large image of it online finally. And uh, holy shit, yeah, man, there's just like so much to fucking look at. It's a I lot. Know, it's, it's great. It, it's great. I I I love the bravery of the record label saying. Or not pushing to have the logo like built into the design or whatever. It's just like they received this and this is what they went with and they called it fucking good there.
Makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, man, this guy's, he's got a, he's got an Instagram, but he's only got a few, uh, few pictures, but man, um, yeah, highly recommend everybody go, go check this guy's stuff out. He's, he's, he's phenomenal. Hell yeah, dude. All right. Well, thanks for jumping on here with me to uh, get this sorted out because like, this is too rad not to discuss. And, uh, like I said, I didn't want to push this to a later episode. It's just, it deserves to be in the episode proper. Um, now we're going to jump back to the episode at hand and we will get into the review of the fundamental fun fun fund fund oh boy he's stroking out <laughs> i'll be stroking off here in a moment uh the fundamental <laughs> yeah. elements of south town by pod yep here we go so um yeah let, let's just get into the uh the album review here so we've listened to yeah. all of the tracks all of the tracks um you know, multiple hidden tracks throughout the thing. The final uh, song is a, I'm sorry, nine minutes, 33 seconds. And then you've got the, the hidden track, the uh, Richie yeah. Tambora as part of that <laughs> hidden track. Um, so what do we think about this overall experience as an album? Um, let's, uh, let's this go ahead and give this, one. let's give this our rating like we normally do. So on a rating of zero to seven new metal guitar strings, Ross, where are you landing on the fundamental elements of Southtown by P.O.D., a.k.a. Payable on Death? Here's the thing. Here's something. We don't do halves. No, because you can't. You chop a string in half, you got to remove the whole string. I know. Realistically, I would give the, I, 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 like a 3.5. Like, it, it is what my heart tells me, right? We can't do halves. So I have to lean on either three or four. What if we incorporated... No, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with. Look, I'm fine okay. with. I'm okay. fine with holes. I, I, okay, okay. Got I'm it. just saying, like, not complicated. Got it. It's just, it's, it's just like my feelings on this album are just like straight down the middle of like the band, the musicianship, especially on a couple songs. I really fucking love "Rock the Party," unequivocal banger. Right. Um, "Bullet the Blue Sky," really fucking dig it. Um, uh, a couple of their uh, a couple of their like instrumental stuff wow i really really dig some of that stuff um on hollywood i think the bass line is is incredible so there's like a lot of good things in this album that i dig i think the drummer's really good i think the guitarist uses some really interesting effects and 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 and, and, and playing styles at times um so like the musician wise and the dj's you know solid in the pocket musician wise i would like lean to like maybe a 4 maybe even a 5 but Sonny, not saying he's bad. I'm just saying whenever I read the lyrics along with it and he doesn't really switch up his vocal styling at all. I mean, every song he sounds pretty much the exact same. He uses like the same cadence. He doesn't sing. Um, yeah, sometimes he goes into like a more of a screaming, but for the most part, it's like, you know, it's it's that same like just that same delivery and it yeah. just it just knocks it down for me and 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 so for that I got to give it a 3 wow okay um just just you know again musician wise I'd probably lean to 4 maybe even a 5 um but sunny I'm sorry I don't dislike you I think you're a decent dude from what I can tell um you seem to he's got like charities and stuff and he seems to like do like outreach programs so he seems like a legitimately good dude so I don't want to like I'm not saying anything bad about him. I know he's Christian. I'm personally not a Christian. Um, 
So I find some of the lyrics kind of, you know, like definitely not to my liking, but I'm sorry. That just knocks it all down to a three for me. Mm. Not hating. Not that I dislike it. It just is sort of middling. And it really, especially when you get to that last like quarter of the album, everything just sounds the same. And it just, mm-hmm. I, 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 to that I cannot abide. But mm-hmm. I think some rearranging of some tracks. And I think if you like could retool a couple things um, and maybe get Ross Robinson screaming and throwing uh, Coke bottles <laughs> at Sonny Sandoval's head uh, while he's doing vocals, um, I think you could bump this album up to like a four, maybe even a five easily if it was like retooled. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I feel about it. Not a perfect album, but I feel like there's a lot of potential there with a lot of it. Uh, mm-hmm. How about you? Well, um, so it's hard when we do these reviews to not compare the album we're reviewing to other albums that we've already listened to or maybe are just familiar with that are coming up. Right. But um, that's part of the task in right. and of itself, right? Yep. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I, need to correct myself that last album re- uh, review we did was the power man 5000 album that's right and uh that one even though you and i both love the limp biscuit and slipknot albums before it mm-hmm. that album stood on its own and i was really impressed with it and yeah. so it's very easy to judge by its own merits uh and you know i'm going to do the same thing with this one but i feel like the difference between this and the power man 5000 album is this one is just for me kind of plagued with a lot of sameness, a lot of like meandering. Doesn't feel yep. like it has much momentum to it. And for that reason, I'm also giving it a three. Uh I thought you were going to rate it higher, so I, that's why I said wow when you gave it a three earlier. Okay. Um but I don't dislike POD overall. Like if on the same boat. If I hear um you know on the radio or whatever a, a POD song is getting ready to come on, that doesn't automatically make me reach for the dial to change it. Sure. Uh, you know, I'm willing to give it a chance, but also I know that uh, POD has, uh, like their next album, their their sophomore effort is one of the better selling albums for them. Okay, and that has like Alive and Youth of the Nation on it and everything. Right, and I feel like those came so- out on September 11, 2001. That's right. And yeah, like, that Alive I remember being played a lot because it was like an uplifting song. After yeah, when we all needed it. Yeah, I yeah. know it's kind of weird. Uh, also released that day. God Hazes All by Slayer, personal favorite of mine. Prefer that one, yeah. Oh, God, that song <laughs> fucking kicks ass. Um, but uh, I, I feel like they have grown as musicians between uh, this album and the next one. So yeah. I feel like there's uh, promise for the next outing for P.O.D. Okay. So, um, but again, I got to judge this album by its own merits. And, you know, it's it's a three for me, dog. I don't, you know. I, I can't rate it lower than that. I don't feel like it deserves to be lower than that. It's like you said, it's, it's bordering on getting up to a four, but it's just, this album is fucking long. That's if, another, if this was like one. 10 tracks. Okay. Maybe I can make I could bump it up to a four. Potentially. If you trimmed off like two or three of the final songs, yeah. I, I, this would give, 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 get a four for me. If, P.O.D. was able to pluck songs from this album to remove from it, like your friend plucked his pube from his crotch and <laughs> placed it on the art desk. <laughs> then, yeah, I feel like, you know, because we do have to compensate yeah. for time. Like, if you've ever seen a movie that you've really liked, but like, God damn, it takes, it's a long ass movie. Like, they could have trimmed it, they could have trimmed half an hour out of it. Sure. 
they could have trimmed, you know, <laughs> they could have trimmed half an hour out of this hour album, you know? Like yeah. if they if they got this album down to like 36 or 40 minutes, I feel like, okay, maybe that's uh, yeah. more palatable. Like I feel like less is more for sure. this effort in particular. I, I, I think with a different producer, even if you kept the same songs, a different producer that could come in and go, okay, you guys, you, you're using the same... Sonny, you're using the same. You're you're rapping the same way you did on the last song that we just recorded. Um, you guys need to switch this up. You yeah. know, let's let's add a different instrument in here or something, or let's let's throw some some crazy element into the mix um, to try to like differentiate some of these songs. Yeah. Um, it's a weird one to review because it's like like you said, I, I don't hate it. No, no. Um, I just feel like it's it, it's not a. It is what it is. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's I, I it's a three string album like that that is bordering on the edge of four, maybe even five, if with a little bit of just a slight couple tweaks here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this could have easily been up to a five. Um, but uh, it, look, I it's mean, a three. You have to give Sorry. them credit for the additional musicians on this because I thought Lisa Papineau. Uh, Papa No, I'm. I don't know how to pronounce your last name. I'm sorry. Um, I thought the background vocals she does provide on those couple of songs, yeah, pretty solid. Like sure. it's it's the most melodic part of the album. Let her do some more, like and, and put her further up front in the mix. Yeah, I feel like that could have helped. And sure. then I think DJ Circa on the turntables, and then Santos on percussion there on a uh, tambora at the very end. Yeah, I thought that was like, oh, this this gives it a a different vibe than. Um, then maybe it, it helps set them apart from maybe other new metal acts. I know other new metal acts have DJs, but um, bringing in that extra percussion, yeah. I feel it's something that uh, like a band like Il Nino would do later on, where they've got like a like mm-hmm. a conga player along with like the drummer, and it yeah. just uh, gives a different vibe overall. And especially when they're trying to do some of the reggae stuff, I feel sure. like that could probably enhance it. So yeah, like 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 in a verse, just like you were saying, like. Drop out the drums and just have like a, a, a multi percussive like section going on, like congas, bongos, mm-hmm. um, you know, woodblocks, like you know, really like kind of kind of go for like on that tribal song, you know, like like go for a more tribal sound, like yeah. maybe get some people that chant back there, like you know, you could you could like I said, just tweak a few of the songs, you could make them so much better. But uh, in in their current state, you know, they are what they are. It is what it is, you know. Um... I think that's like a decent review for us. Oh so, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. We're, we're not, we're not, we're not not fans of POD, and we're not slamming yeah. this album, but it's a, it's a tricky one to it's a tricky one to review. Oh what was hey, that? <laughs> Siri, Siri showing up. Decided to talk to my watch. <laughs> Why? No, no, stop it. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Siri wants to give a, an album review. I think you guys need to give POD a better, a more chance. I changed my. Uh, Siri. I changed her over to uh, the Irish version. Oh. Oh, what would you like to learn today? I didn't know that was an option. Yeah, you can turn it to Irish. Oh, my God. I love the Irish. I do, too. Holy shit. The way Irish women sound, or Scottish women, Scottish women, fucking um, Karen Gillan. Oh, that's yeah, my yeah. That's my big A number one. Yeah. But she's Scottish. She talks like this. Oh, my God. I can't do it. But oh, fuck. anyways. <laughs> 
Anyways, okay, moving past. So moving past. So uh, we've given our ratings on that. Where do you think new metal is at this point? We've we've brought in the like Christian element. We've brought in <laughs> yeah. a, a, well, this is a new like, element. Yeah, yeah, kind of like a, a separate culture yeah. to our culture. Right, right. So yeah, what do we think about? And this? then and they're part of it. Like Pod is a big band. Huge. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just it's the the stars continuing to rise. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you're just adding. We're adding. I mean, th- this is a big one right here. P.O.D. is a pretty big new metal band. Yeah. Um, they're in the upper echelon. So, like, yeah, we're just adding banger after banger, you know? You've got uh, Limp Biscuit followed by Slipknot, followed by Power Man 5000, followed by P.O.D. Like, geez, that is a that is a run right there. Um, uh, so, yeah, I think we're just, we're just continuing to grow. Um, we're seeing the expansion. I believe that is correct as well. Um I don't know. It, it's. I feel like we're bringing in more people than are being pushed away from it at this point. Oh, for sure. For, for yeah, we're, we're adding for sure. We have so, <laughs> bleeding people at a rapid pace that <laughs> will happen in just a few years. Uh, so it's like it's a good time, you know, where new metal is thriving at this point. Like the the culture is just filled with bacteria, and it is just swamping over that petri dish. Popping off. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, so next week on our Hidden Track episode, hmm. again, for new listeners, yeah, this is just how we roll, right? So we do an album review every other week, essentially, and yes. unless something comes up and then we don't, we don't do that. But like we, yeah. we'll eventually get around to it. But <laughs> next week, we're going to do a, uh, like a music catch-up type of thing, right? So we're, we're yeah. just going to talk about some music we've been listening to recently and yeah. do some of that we stuff. We have to space these out because a lot of these albums we, we either haven't ever heard before or we haven't listened to in a long time. So just, just trying to cram everything into a week and get your thoughts organized on a sometimes hour-long album is difficult. So mm-hmm. we try to give ourselves uh, around two weeks to fully digest and listen to the album. So we have these little in-between weeks where we just kind of bullshit. Yeah. If you don't want to listen to those, cool, don't listen to those. If you just want to are interested in listening to the album reviews, listen to album reviews. But um, we try to be funny on these other ones, and we do listen to other music. Um, something that we haven't kind of really discussed much is uh, we're not like current huge new metal heads mm-hmm. uh we both were back in the day when we were in high school but we kind of both moved on and, and moved into our you know into other genres of music yeah evolved yes uh, pass it yeah and uh uh so what we do sometimes on these hidden track episodes is we'll listen to stuff we're listening to currently so we try to find you know more modern stuff um that that's maybe more a bit more reflective of kind of the music that we listen to more on the reg. So if you're curious about that and you want to see, you know, what we're listening to, check that out. Also, we talk about, you know, movies and comic books and we just try to have a good time. Yeah. We're a couple of really cool dudes. You we know, are. Yeah. Sitting in a room, just I, re- recording into a MacBook surrounded by comic books and Funko Pops. Oh, all over the place. Hell um, yeah. I, now I'm going to go home and uh, work on my uh, Gundam models that I've been building. <laughs> uh, this has been, I'll, I'll go into this next week, but mm-hmm. um, I've been really into building Gundam models. Um, they are very fun and I love them. And I'm going to keep doing it for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into that next week. Yeah. Next uh, week on Nudist Colony. What about after that? Do you, Gundams. Do we, do we want to announce who we're going to um, well, yeah, so next week, or not next week, the next album we'll be reviewing. Yeah, it's week after next. Also in 1999, 
the sophomore album by a little band called Seven Dust. The album is called Ooh. Home. Oh. Yeah. This is going to be a good one. This is going to be Hell a yeah. fucking good one. I used I to remember. own this album. This album fucking kicked ass. Yeah. Seven Dust is just solid. Oh, my God. I'm so, ex- down, I'm so excited front. to like get back to more Seven Dust. Like yeah. ever since we listened to the first one, eh, which had like you know, it had it, its own problem on that one. Oh. Uh, but yeah. you know, they, I feel like they're out to redeem themselves sure. and uh, some fun guest features on it and yeah. uh, just some solid fucking songs. Oh yeah, I'm so excited to listen These to guys it. Guys, rip. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. All right, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Nice. All right, so you have all of the contact information in our show notes, and uh, you can contact us through uh, any number of ways right there. And then also you can listen to the Nudist Colony Spotify playlist where you can listen to all the albums we've talked about so far as well as Home by Seven Dust that will be linked on there. So you just put that some bitch on shuffle and then like just honestly just kind of hope for the best because there's a lot of yeah. good stuff. There's a lot of middling yeah. or bad stuff, so... I can't help you out there. Nice trip down member lane. It is. It if is. you're 40. <laughs> Matter of fact, uh, when my wife and I were passing out candy last night, I put a, uh, I found a Halloween playlist on Apple music and I had that playing over a little loudspeaker. Yeah. And, uh, one of the songs kicked on. I was like, Oh man, I kind of like this. What is this? I looked at it. It was an orgy song from candy. Oh. Ass. I was like, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. So it was rad. But then like, said fuck a lot toward the end of it. It's like, oh, okay, I'm glad trick-or-treaters are here yet. So right. I like changed it up. The song was over, but it was cool that uh, that, that was on there. So that's awesome. nice nostalgia just from the podcast in and of itself. So, sure. all right. So yeah, contact information's in the show notes. Uh, let us know what you think. And uh, yeah, we will see you guys next time. Ross, take us on home. Today, I'm going to read one of my favorite Bible verses, 2 Corinthians 3.17. Two Corinthians, one two, cup. Two Corinthians, one cup. I filmed it. Unless you don't like it, then I didn't. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And the Spirit of the Lord is. There is freedom. To get fucked. Get fucked, America. I'm your president. Donald Jackoff Trump. <laughs> Bye. Daylight come and me one go home. <laughs> Bye. M-D-C. Fantastic. Uh, bye.